0: The one of the most uh, just amazing things is we talk about being in the practice and and applying the principles and the tools that you know that we have and that we've, that we've been given and typically when you show up to something like what we showed up to Dr. Habib was literally in the middle of nowhere. And it was so it's so easy to have gotten stuck that way because the fog was just overwhelming, and you couldn't tell that the mud was so wet. And he's uh, in a nice car. He wasn't like a nice car. He's wearing a suit. He's <laughs> in a nice car and a nice suit. And unfortunately, because the the further down you get, it was dry when you start off, but once you get to the middle, once you're already in the middle of it. All of a sudden, you realize it's kind of like the quicksand—you in the mud and water, and he couldn't go any further, and he was stuck there. And he had been there for a while. By the time we got there, and as we approached, the most amazing, beautiful thing was Doctor Habib was standing there with the biggest smile on his
1: face
0: and laughing. He, He was laughing; he wasn't upset. And don't get me wrong, you know, this is a pretty nice car to get stuck in the mud, you know, and and so many people would have just been upset or frustrated even. And, and, you know, it's human nature to feel those things. And I'm sure he probably felt that at some point. But just the fact that you probably experienced that in that moment and then just shifted into, okay, it is what it is. We are here. Mm -hmm. Let's let's and we actually have fun. We end up having fun in the mud and i just want to thank you for being in the practice and we'll definitely touch more on that but thank you so much for being in the practice because we actually were kind of like oh my god i hope he's not upset oh my god (laughs) you know
2: what when i met you that's really kind of where i was at right right? because i was i was turned on to dr habib by guru singh and i was out of a couple of mental institutions and and they really didn't know what was going on with me, but I was in between here and there. <laughs> so it was definitely um, really interesting that how that just went down, because that's pretty much how I felt when I met you. Tell you the truth, you know, um, and how I met Dr. Habib was Dr. Uh, Guru Singh. I went there, and he goes, "You got to go see this doctor because my my ex really felt that I was schizophrenic, and I'd been picking up on energy." Um, and we went to Dr. Habib's office, and when I got there, you know, I was like, I'd already been looking at people that look in my eyes, and they'd say they know it was wrong, but they were completely off. So I was a little bit still. I was manic, tripping. I was a little off. But I remember when I started talking to you, I was like, and you looked at me, and I stopped. And it, it was the most, cal- it was your eyes. And it was so calming, and it was the first time, except for when I was Guru Singh, I felt safe too because it was the first time that people felt like they were actually talking to, like, I could look in their eyes. I knew they were trying to help me yeah. versus trying to, like, um, I don't know. Like, when you're told you're crazy or that you have something wrong with your mind, but it doesn't feel that way because you feel so something special was happening, it was hard to really start to understand and know who to trust is kind of what it comes down to. So um, my, my uh, the way I met you was really, really amazing, and, and I thank you too for that because it did uh, give us some a bridge into giving my family a little more understanding of what was happening to me yes. at the time. We didn't get <laughs> we didn't stay together. It's a whole nother. That's a, that's the a next podcast. We're
0: definitely well. We're definitely going to dive into Yeah, that. absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely dive into it and dive into mental illness, spirituality, and and, and how those lines are so blurred. Addiction, the spirituality,
0: of mental illness.
2: Yeah, like you know, there's so many people. That when, I, when I ended up in there, I ended, it was a, a, a day before Thanksgiving, so my whole family was there. And I ended up there because I went willingly and I wanted them to help me. So I thought that, oh, it, I go like this, they're going to kind of help me. And then, you know, they, they pin you down to do these things. But, you know, being in, in the system and, and looking at it was a great, it, I don't, you know, before I used to complain about it. But it was really a great experience for me to kind of see that, go through it. Um, because it helped me understand really what was actually happening like really with me and if I hadn't been in that mental institution I wouldn't really understood what was happening to other people you know this this this, I feel like this whole experience that we're in is about spirituality we're all spiritual beings right having a human experience like when people go to me they go are you spiritual I kind of giggle like what you're not How does that? I don't, you know. So I, because I used to say that to people, because I would only talk to spiritual people in the beginning. Are you conscious? Because I didn't know what that actually meant when this happened to me. But yeah, you know, because spirituality and, and the understanding of it and is is uh, so important for people to express themselves and stuff like that. So I'm. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm just kind of reeling from this whole yeah. experience. And,
0: and we are definitely going <laughs> to dive into that because one of the points that we, we did want to talk to you both about, and I can't wait to introduce you really quickly, uh, well, one of the points we wanted to talk about was, you know, today so many people are misdiagnosed with being uh, mentally ill or, or, or schizophrenic or bipolar. And so often what's truly happening is they're having a spiritual awakening, you know, and we, we really want to dive into that with you both in, in, in a few moments. But before we do, I wanted to say something to you because Joey is always talking about Yelaine and I, mm-hmm. it, it's so much to the degree Yelena and, and, and the, your, your program, ASSIST, and he's always talking about me, about you so much in this program, so much that I actually thought you guys are friends. And I learned today you guys just met each other today. Today's
2: the first time. No friends, but yeah, we, we met, uh, we met, we met through her colleague Liz. And I I just happened to wake up at eleven o'clock one night, get to my computer, and it it came on my screen, but it was the other way you spoke about this. It led me to assist, but it started out with. Um, With Stan Groff's uh, nonprofit, Spiritual Spiritual Emergent Emergent Network. But on Spiritual Emergent Network, there's like all these doctors, no phone numbers anywhere. And I couldn't get anyone to call me back. Mm -hmm. So finally I said, well, maybe I'll just call back and say I'm having an episode and I'll get a call. So I did that and then I started getting calls. And that's what led me to assist. I finally got to assist. And when I'd seen this, Having some something like this out there, accessible, that understood. I like never, I they, I was talking, they were understanding what i was saying. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> does anyone else know that this exists? And and from that, that's where it led to having that panel discussion where I had Dr. Habib come and speak. Um, Clyde Terry from from Clyde your Terry. program, um, power leaders came in and spoke and Michael Beckwith, yeah, Michael Beckwith was there, uh, and Liz from from Assist. So. It really that's so. Anyways, Liz was there. She was not, but we spoke a lot, and she's here, and we're happy to have her. Can you
0: tell us a little bit about Assist? Can you tell our audience about Assist? Yeah,
3: sure. So, so Assist stands for the American Center for the Integration of Spiritually Transformative Experiences, and we formed because um, there. I, I was past president of the International Association for Near-Death Studies, mm. and we would get people who, who were in distress over their experiences, people calling them crazy, people dealing, not being able to talk about it, uh, and there wasn't much that that organization could do for them. We recognized that there's an, a tremendous need out there, not just for people who had near-death experiences, but for people who had similar experiences and concurrent experiences. So so we, we, we call those like concurrent experiences when you have one foot in one world and mm. one foot in the other. Mm. So you have a spiritual experience at the same time you're having an earthly experience. I love that. Yeah, it's <laughs> <a laughs> concurrent. And, and so, you know, in deathbed, people mm-hmm. who are dying also have a foot in both worlds mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm. And and if we dismiss them as, you uh, schizophrenic or psychopathologize them, we're missing out on the incredible gift mm. that the spiritual experience brings to that person. So there are gifts in it. And and so we recognize this need because it's more common than people realize. So we the research we did is between 35 and 40% of the population mm-hmm. have had some kind of spiritual experience, yours, mm. mine, whatever, mm-hmm. Changed their lives. Now, people, the, the spiritual experiences could be uh, like maybe hearing your dead father's voice or something, but not necessarily transformative. Right. Right. These are experiences that change your life. That had a profound impact. So when it has a profound impact, it happened to you, and you go, "What just happened? Or what is going on now? Who do you talk to?" Right. That's the first question. First, what is it? What's going on? And then there's a what we discovered in our research is an integration period of balancing those two worlds, because you're not going to dismiss it with psychopathology. You're dismissing spiritual experiences, right? Um, with integration, you're acknowledging the importance of it, mm. the balancing the spiritual with the Earth rather than choosing one over the other, mm. right? So, so there's an integration period of which people go through different challenges along the way. A big one, finding your purpose,
1: <laughs> right? That's <Yes>.
3: huge. <laughs> and and uh, so many of those integration periods. So so the goals of integration are what anybody would want, you know, feeling peace, feeling connected, feeling a sense of purpose. Um, so we feel our, our as an organization is to train professionals, mental health professionals, life coaches, spiritual guidance counselors, and mentors, as well as peer group facilitators as well, on how all levels of support, how to work with experience, what to do, what not to do, recognizing the challenges, and what are the skills and, and tools to bring to get them through that integration. So our personal motivation is, if we can help people reach these integration that they self-define. I mean, we're not going to define and say, oh, you're successfully integrated. No. It's an individual path. Um, If we can help people with their transformative experiences, then we'll help transform the world. Mm. Yes. Because why are these experiences happening?
2: More and more. More and more and and more. more. Right, that, that one of the things was to talk to Doctor Habib about. The number one thing I, I tripped on is I went back to my experience because it was my experience. I can only go to that one. Is that like going to the hospital, telling them when they someone looks at you and you are what does it do? What are you going through? And I was loose. I was looking at them, you know. Obviously, my family was saying something else, but I was telling them exactly what I was feeling, yeah. looking them in the eye because I wanted to be helped. Right? right. They, when you're talking about something else that they it's. Because it's energy based, I just don't even think it's like something off their radar. So they pretended like they were listening to me, but they weren't. Yeah. And then right after that I was like, So where am I going? I had this big <laughs> smile and then they're like, Oh, we're gonna put you over here and then I ended up in a mental institution. So from the hospital there, and I was kind of at that point like and they were like just a three day hold, da, da, da. You know, they're talking, you know, into this, but as it's getting deeper and deeper and you're seeing this, you're like, Wait a second. Like this is this is not where I wanted to be and it was Thanksgiving <laughs> my whole family's house but on that you start to see all these other people and you go wait a minute all these people are having the same type of experiences and they're all being misdiagnosed and com-
1: medicated
2: completely yeah. yeah numbed up right yeah. and so if you feel like so my whole idea when I saw what you did I was like wait a minute we have to make it so that if people go to a hospital and they're having a spiritually a, a spiritually transformative experience an STI Mm-hmm. Right? Or SD? Yeah. SDE, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. SDE, Yeah. That they would recognize that, you know, and yeah. not say you're schizophrenic or bipolar or you know, like one of the things. In the very beginning, I did feel a little suicidal because I felt con- so confused um, that I did. I went home and I told my my ex-wife. Now and I told her, I said, I think I'm gonna drive my truck off the cliff. And I told her, and I looked at her, and I, I did. I had tears coming down my eyes because I was, I was. Totally confused. Totally confused. And I could see how you would when you have all this these different um information mm-hmm. and uh, other information that's coming that didn't come before or that I just started acknowledging or just turned on. It was like a an umbilical cord attached to the earth that's like turned on.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And as
2: and soon as it did, I remember my mom goes like, what do you think happened to you? My mom looking at me because everybody's trying to figure it out. And I was like, I don't know, mom. I think I became part of the planet, you know. Mm. So I, I, I do feel that those experiences are our union with God. And, and they're so very important to, to be able to have those experiences. There are human rights yes. to be able to have it and that's really, I think, why your your nonprofit's so important, and I feel that what you guys are doing could really help, you know, in in training physicians and therapists on the difference between a psychosis and a spiritually transformed experience, because they are different, so. Can you tell
0: your experience? I know that uh, there was the point, like, before you began your journey that that's how you, came about it because you were suicidal. What was that, Like back in 82 or something like that?
3: Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah, tell us about it? Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was extremely depressed. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a very bad marriage, abusive, emotionally abusive marriage and I was an atheist. I didn't believe in any of this mm-hmm. stuff, you know, <laughs> at all. <laughs> I don't believe in God, light—it was all there. Can't so see I it; it doesn't ex- exist. Exactly. <laughs> I was—I was kind of very cynical and stubborn, and I did—I just did. There were—it's uh, a long story of how I became an atheist, but I did. And then I became suicidal after I was already depressed, but I became suicidal at the point where I was told I couldn't have children. That mm. was that was my, the last piece piece of my happy picture. Mm that I had in my mind was being married with a husband who loved me, mm. you know, having people in my life who love me, you know, my students are going to love me, everybody's going to love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just so needy. I was just like, oh, give me the love, give me the love, give me the love. And none of that was happening. And then kids are going to love me, right? My own kids. Well, then I was told I'm infertile. I can't, I can't have kids. Well, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I saw no purpose mm-hmm. in my life. Right. You know, and I think that's the biggest spiritual mm-hmm. question we can ask ourselves. That that existential question, why are we here? Or I'm not here for any reason. I have no value. I have no purpose in life. And so that propelled me into suicide, believing that I had mm-hmm. no purpose. And uh, so uh, it's a long story how I went about doing it. Uh, that in, but uh, what happened was all of a sudden, my room lit up like a, like a thousand floodlights. Mm-hmm. It was at night at home uh, in Austria. The lights went on and I thought, oh my God, I'm, I'm like in another dimension. Now I'm very nearsighted. But I could see everything clearly, like I'd never seen before. Because all my life I'd been nearsighted. I need these glasses to see. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I don't need my glasses. I, I can see everything is super clear, super super clear. And I thought, oh my God! I wasn't thinking spiritual or anything afterlife. I was just thinking more like I'm in. I just walked into another dimension here. Right.
1: People right. got to know about this. Right, this is right. really cool. <laughs> right. I gotta,
3: find evidence <laughs> and bring it back It's you know? so
2: funny to say that because right right when they said it i was like does everyone know about this <laughs> <laughs> right because yeah. it was like how come no one told didn't tell me that i really felt like everyone's got to know because you felt like you found something that i, I remember saying it i remember saying it yeah I, mean, I, went, I went
3: from being extremely depressed to very now excited yes. about this <laughs> other dimension this reality i mean the depression just went boom boom and, and uh, I went to go move to, to I don't know what, to, what evidence can I bring back about this? How do I get, I was, uh, I looked out the window, the sky was blue. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, I turned to my side and I see these white robes standing next to my bed. And I was, uh, no, wait, I'm sorry, I'm back to back up. So I went to go move and another, the light came in,
1: Mm.
3: you know, just encompassed and embraced everything. And this light was so full of love.
1: Mm.
3: A love, here I had been seeking love all my life, but this love, Mm. ineffable, Mm -hmm. filled me up and warmed my soul. Every molecule in my whole being Mm. just glowed with And I just kind of relaxed into it. And I said, this is love. Mm. This is love. Mm. This is like the real deal love, you know? (laughs) This is home. Yeah. And I couldn't see anything. It was all light. There was nothing concrete to see. I felt home. Yeah. This was home. This is what I I, I didn't want to leave. I I just pure, pure bliss. I don't want to leave this. And then it slowly went away and I'm back in my room still lit up and I'm in the state of awe. Kind (laughs) of (laughs) like (laughs) wow. And I turn to my side and there's these there's a man standing next to me with white robes. And I look I look up and and that was that was Jesus looking looking at me. Wow. And he had blue eyes. Uh he had blue eyes and I'm conscious of when I say that how crazy that sounds how absolutely crazy or you know out there but it was I'm not gonna lie that's that's that's, that's what happened and and he's looking at me with the sense of not compassion but more like just this another more kind of mercy love Mm -hmm. and of like now now we're good you know mm-hmm. that kind of look and he said without moving his lips and I heard it you know clear as a bell in his voice don't waste your life thinking you're not loved mm. <laughs> and when he said the word your life I felt how precious not just my life was, Mm -hmm. but how precious everyone's life was. Mm -hmm. All of life, Mm -hmm. every living thing, every all of life, everybody. And that answered my question about why I became an atheist. Mm -hmm. Because religion divided people.
1: Yes. Mm
3: -hmm. And Mm
1: -hmm.
3: this love was for everyone. Yeah. So that answered that, and the don't waste your life thinking you're not loved, it caused me to really, after you know, it went and I was out of my body and I went back in my body and my life was reeling. It was inside out, upside, d- upside down. Everything I had ever thought about, what life was about, what I'm about.
2: Changed, oh, flipped, flipped on its head.
3: Mm. Upside down, upside down. Yeah. So don't waste your life, and I had some kind of purpose. Right. So everybody's life has a purpose. Don't w- it meant um, I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm respon. I'm yeah. not a victim mm-hmm. to all those circumstances yeah. out there. I am responsible for my own. Right. So I had to think about that. Right. What were the thoughts that made me a victim? What were the thoughts and uh, blaming and shaming and all of that? Well, mm. you know finding fault and all this. None of that. I'm responsible. I am responsible for my own happiness. And then I even thought there's a meaning behind the word don't waste your life thinking.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know? yeah. It's about doing who are you? Loving who you are unconditionally. Once and all. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We love ourselves and you know, blame, shame, and all that. Love ourselves and give ourselves out of love, for love, in service mm-hmm. to others with the gifts little gifts of life that we have yeah. so that was that I, was my yeah, you no know, know you can't tell them shortly like you said, you uh, said
0: yeah no no and we don't want to tell any short stories here we like <laughs> we like we like it all we like we like all the colors so feel free to tell the whole story i i feel it's really interesting and uh it it, it, it some of the things you were saying really resonates with me and it pulls in to some of the things dr habib was talking about you know the world and society's programming makes us think that we are not enough and everything that we need is externally, is is outside. So we're always reaching and we're always feeling like we're not enough or we don't have enough. So we're constantly trying to find something outside of ourselves. But the flip side of that is that it's always – we, we will also do the opposite and say everything is our fault.
1: Yes. Everything
0: is our fault. Right. You know, everything is our fault. Instead of saying, well, you know, it, it's. When, when I was going through my transformation, I really, really resonated with a lot of the things Dr. Habib talks about in trauma. And I think some people think trauma has to be something big a molestation or beating or something like that and sometimes trauma is something that's said to you not even in anger that that will stunt your growth and because we we personalize it and then we end up trying to live and we end up owning that negative thing and 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 that becomes us that becomes us and I think it's uh, I I, I think I related to what you're saying about how You know, you're looking for, if I'm a mom, you know, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that, I'm not this, and now, wow, now I'm not, not, I don't have a mom, because everything has, my happiness depends on everything outside of here, and somewhere someone told you, or you you got the misunderstanding that being a mom is what makes you happy, that will give you, you know, the life that you want, or having... The perfect husband a perfect wife or spouse and so we're constantly doing this search searching outside of us but i think it all starts with like things that happen to us when we're young like that the the trauma that we just don't process correctly can you talk to us about that dr
4: b yeah i I think um joey did really but i'll try you know i think um the fullness of the way that it occurred today right here I am. <laughs> <and> I <laughs> He's here, it. I had to clap for that one. And, and, you know, and you get your smartphone, and, and you, you have the address. You've, a, you've asked the address twice. <gasps> and, and you put it into the, your GPS or whatever, um, the positional system that you're using. And you're coming down. The, it says, you've got you to gotta make a left. And you're looking at the road, and the road is really thin. And it's taking you in the middle of nowhere you say well you know it's an asphalt road okay i'll, I'll trust it i'll i'll, I'll go
1: along mm.
4: and you know and you're going through life right and um, and by now you're like okay this is great and then before you know it there is the fog of life ah. where that level of predictability that you've had it stops but by the time that you realize it you're like Okay, I'm going to back up. You back up. But there's mud and you're stuck. (laughs) You have absolutely no traction. See, we take that for granted. You know, it's very easy for us to take it for granted. But the reason that we can actually sit here and communicate and make sound and noises is because the brain knows exactly what this means and it gives it a meaning. So you can nod and you can laugh and you can connect we have that. Now, that's called traction. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, if I start speaking Farsi, <laughs> you know, it's like there is no traction. You're sitting there, and yes, it's a sophisticated car. Yes, you relied on the car, and you thought that it would pull you through. Thin and thick, mud slide or whatever. But all of a sudden you're stuck and you're in the middle of nowhere. And now the more you try, the more that you're sliding down. And
1: mm-hmm. then you come
4: out and you look and you see that you're right there the by edge. the cliff. The edge of life. Mm-hmm. And you look around. There is absolutely no one to help you. And then you, you know, you still. You're know, like, well, okay, maybe I can call someone. And you look down, and there is absolutely no reception. <laughs> There's no connection, right? So and then that, you become an atheist, <laughs> right? Um, which is, you know, that by itself, um, I, I think, really, it, I, I don't blame people. You need to have a visceral experience I have so much respect for people that they start and they say I don't believe it which is fantastic look instead of me cooking anything for you and you eating it and trusting it you actually learn how to cook that experience and you have a visceral experience for yourself Mm. now let me come back to this because I think and the reason that I'm committed and the reason I'm here aside from the level of respect that I have for you, Joey, and what you've gone through, and I think what you've gone through was intentional because you're a very powerful being and you have the financial resources and the connection that you you obviously are creating a different conversation. I think that's why intentionally you were set up to be stuck in the middle of Santa Monica (laughs) Mountain, right? And... You know, and you chose to complete your relationship with your uh, your previous um, partner and, and to be able to move forward and to be able to create the language, the traction, and try to understand what, what was that experience? Because most times when, when you have an experience, let me, let me tell you, I mean, I, I didn't see Jesus with blue eyes, but I'm second year medical school and I... I'm coming home and it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm half asleep and I hear, check your, check your t- left testicle. Mm,
1: yeah. And I'm like, wasn't was your course? car? No, I was on I'm, my bed. I'm kidding. I was, you know, I had, <laughs> it could have been my
4: car. And, and, and I check and to, you know, fast forward, that saved my life.
0: Right. You and listened. To
4: your well, I, no i literally heard someone say check yourself right right and, right and it, you know this was the time where scott hamilton nearly died yeah, from yeah. testicular cancer mm. uh lance armstrong it spread to his brain they removed part of his brain it right. spread to his lung he had a partial pneumonectomy they removed part of his lungs so and to this day i don't really know where this voice came from so I, you know, it turned out to be testicular cancer, stage two with, you know, mets and everything, and it really set me up. It set up the trajectory of who I've become, you know, who I am, what I practice, you know, but what it took was that, it took that, it took cancer for me to be able to really maybe laugh in the middle of Santa Monica Mountain, where, (laughs) you know, you're... You know, Model S five fifty, Mercedes <laughs> stuff, in in the mud, 40, uh, and you can't. You really don't know what to do, and you're calling your tow truck company, <laughs> and they say, well, you know, this is more than hundred feet. You need recovery. We can't help you, <laughs> right? It's, it's, I, I'm telling you, it's just fantastic, and and you, you know, and you continuously, you just keep listening. I'm like. It's not, maybe, I'm not going to show up. I can't make the podcast, right? But they call you. You take their call because, oh, the call is coming in now because you start moving around to get reception. And you say, look, I'm here. Your, your house is in the middle. I should have gone through PCH and come up, but the, you know my GPS... It took me right out here and I was supposed to come down and I got stuck because this is a fire road. Right. Right, right. And there are a lot of fire roads that every human being will go through. Right,
0: right, right. I
4: mean there are people out there watching this that they're right they're right stuck right, right. now.
1: Yeah.
4: And people are giving them a medical diagnosis and what they're telling them is shut the fuck up. Stop being a pain in the ass. We don't really know how to deal with you. And, you know, we're going to medicate you Mm. until you die. That's what it means to be stuck. Right? And then, but you keep trying. You keep trying and, you know... Ex marine shows up, right? <laughs> and they try to push the car. We, call, this, it we former, call it former marine. We call it former marine. marine. Sorry, <laughs> But but you stay with them. right? And even the, the assist, the the big tow truck company that comes in, they looks at it says, you know, yeah, I don't know really if I have all. I mean, it's just really amazing. You know? <laughs> I don't know if I have all the resources to really help Right, you. right. They're he, they're right there and there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having um, ca- having a particular experience and you want someone to help you and they say, you know, I don't know if I can really help you. B- but if you try to move more enthusiasm and it says, oh, please, oh you listen, I, I don't leave. I mean, it's raining, the fog is coming. You can't, you got to do something. The more excited you yeah. get, the more that they say, well, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got to get out of here, <laughs> right? Instead of saying, look, Raul, Listen, man. Raúl was what, the tow truck. Driver. The tow truck. Like, Raul, look, do the best you can. I'm gonna take care of you. Yes. And please, right now, you've got all. Of, all I've got is you, right? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You weren't there. But I've never seen any human being pull out as many chains that they weren't supposed to have from their tow truck. I mean, you know, he said, Oh, you got ropes. I think we can use the ropes. We didn't need to use our ropes. Yes. I'm telling you, if this thing was 200 feet, this dude could easily
1: recover. Yeah.
4: You know, and, and I was really impressed you know i i don't think i've ever tipped any 100 dollars in my life <laughs> <laughs> and i did it gladly when i gave him you know because he gave his 100% yes and i allowed
0: him yes we didn't push him you empowered him yeah. to 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 have hold, you you helped that space for him right. because he wanted to but even his the the limitations of the job right told him that it well that's not possible right there. But you you we could all see that he wanted to, but that limitation that society says says, Oh, you're not able to do that. So he started to flow with that. But the moment you empowered him and said, You know what? I believe in you. I I, I think you can if you yeah. if you you know,
4: you can try your best. Just try your best. That's space in between. Mm-hmm. That's this space between. Yeah. That's what they do. So that's why when you know with Liz when we were on the panel right and when we communicated that there is such a thing I'm like my god hallelujah yeah because can you imagine that there is a spaciousness that instead of rushing into a judgment because look it, I'm a medical doctor it's so easy to medicalize someone mm. right which is based on DSM, it's based on a statistical analysis. It's based on, right now, we can sit around, right? Listen, if you go down to DSM, you know, three, homosexuality, and there were various different things that were considered a mental illness. Yes. But right now, we know how, how, how stupid that is, right? So people sit around just like we do, and we come up with medical diagnosis. So what we're talking about and what you're creating really is the evolution for for this aspect of medicine and it has nothing to do with mental illness because i'm here to tell you every human being is born with a mental illness it's called a soul curriculum
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: sooner or later we all gonna you know we might society says oh, you got to you got to have a baby Wow! If you're not a baby, yes. you're not a mo- you can't be a mother. Oh man, you better be dead. Yeah. yeah. You you can't. You're not a woman. If you're not you're married by thirty, right? It's like wow. You well, gosh. Well, well, let me get this straight. So you've written a couple of books and you write profusely and you didn't. You couldn't really find the map to get to my house. <laughs> These were the thoughts that were going in my head. I'm like, my God. Wow. Well, how did I end up here? But then I work my process. Mm-hmm. The first thing I do is I cancel my entire, the remainder of my day. Why? Because I didn't want to put pressure on myself.
1: Mm. That's this spaciousness.
4: Mm. This space between the, 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 these three words. The most important thing is space. How, and we don't have, I've been with people that they're going through. I, I was there, you mm. know, with all due respect, yeah. right? And you know, and, and part of the process th- from a place of humility, perhaps what I contributed to your journey, and, and, and I could have done more, but given the givens at the time, I did what I could, and which I thought was crucial, and that was to create space for you and to recontextualize what it was that you were going through, and I think that gave you some breathing room that here is a person with a white coat and a lot of alphabet after their names, that they can understand that and they can, you know, so he gave you this space and I'm telling you, there are a lot of times that most people, they'll get stuck right there in the mud of Mm -hmm. life. Yes. Yes. But they don't have, they don't have assist. Mm -mm. They don't have anyone to call that they're not gonna judge them, that they'll say, listen, be calm with what we've got, right? That they're not gonna be open enough to say, "Wow, look at that hawk," or a fi- you know, something. The vase I've heard got caught on fire, <laughs> or, or something. Like yeah. you realize that well, wait a minute, this is out of character for him. Let me call again because we had a missed call. Because if you hadn't called, or if some, whoever called me, if they, if you hadn't called, I didn't know that I had reception. I would have not contacted you. If you had not been there the tow truck could have not find his right. way to us.
0: Yeah, because he couldn't find his way. We almost
2: were gonna start rolling. We didn't know, because you, I didn't want to say it to Eric, so they, I went, I looked at the phone, because it said, I'm not gonna make it, and I was like, oh! And they all looked at me, what? And <laughs> I go, oh, nothing. <laughs> and it was you saying, I'm not gonna make it. So then I was trying to think in my head, like real quick without, like, I didn't know what to say. And then I looked at Dave and I'm like, Dr. Habib isn't gonna make it. And so we were trying to figure out, and I'm like, maybe you call him. So I said, call his office then he tried there, but we were like walking around. My phone was getting a reception. And then you said, I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. That's where I'm at. I,
0: I, I think it's very telling. Uh, you, you were saying, you know, be, we all saw the road. Well, you all didn't see it. We'll, we'll, we'll post some look, pictures we'll of it post for sure. We'll a picture up if that's okay with of Dr. Course, G. Yeah. but But it's so funny because we have come. It's and it goes back to relying on everything outside of us Mm -hmm. but even going down that road because you know you you wrapped around this road and then you come to this road and I know there was a part of you that said "Mm, God I I, this can't be the road and that is our natural intuitive innateness that we are given by 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 God the universe you know and I think sometimes when we're a lot younger we don't we it's much easier for us to listen to it because we haven't been drowned out by everything else yet we haven't been yes. you know everything else the other voices aren't speaking louder than our own voice our own knowingness mm. and i've been in situations before where it says like hey my son, uh, don't go down that road you know that <laughs> don't go down that road and everything else goes ah well you know the gps says hey no you're supposed to go down that road because I'm not listening to my God voice now. Right. Yeah. That, that I'm not listening to God whispering to me to the universe. You know that 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 connection that I have. Mm-hmm. So I count on something outside of myself. Yeah. And almost, you know, often not every time, but often when I have not been confident, because we're not taught to be confident in that voice, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I listen to the GPS. I get lost sometimes. The GPS gets us there, but sometimes mm-hmm. you know the spirit tells us to do something else. And because we're so used to not being able to have faith in ourselves, that we're not worthy, we fall short. So we have to depend, depend on everything else. We end up getting stuck in the mud. And that's not why you got stuck in the mud necessarily.
4: And, and look at the intelligence. And mm, look at the intelligence yes. that yes. even when you fail. It's an opportunity to win. Yes. Yes. Look at the. I mean, is it okay if I speak freely? Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please, Imagine please. I'm standing there in the middle of nowhere, right? And this is our second time meeting, and they go to get Raul, our favorite tow driver. truck driver. Yes. Yes. And and I'm having a moment, and he's telling me his life story, and I'm standing there. I'm going, okay. This is really the reason that I'm here. (laughs) I'm serious. Can I do a reach over? (laughs) Honestly, this is really the reason, okay? That you're you're standing with someone that is physically had a certain level of prowess and they're telling you that they've had certain experiences and you're like, wow, look at that. Look at that. See...
2: Did you feel safe when he told you? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the
4: fact that he, I mean, look, one of the first thing the guy—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not puny. I mean, I have my own <laughs> coat. The guy comes in and takes out his—you know—he had a very thick coat, which was very protective. He takes out his coat and he says, "No, no, no, wear this." That's that's because you were standing in the rain. Yeah, but look at the level of generosity. Look at the level of generosity. See, part of the process, safety comes not from what I see in front of my eyes. And I would love for you to speak to that. Hmm. Safety comes from what gets developed and seen behind the eyes. Hmm. And that the idea is that life has an intelligence. Hmm. And we are part of that life. So was it really stupid for me to end up on a fire road tiny in somewhere in Malibu and get stuck and you know maybe yes and I'm glad I did it because the connection that I have developed Mm. with three other human beings that they realize that the love and compassion that they have for me Mm. is far more than not getting mud on their shoes or their pants Mm. in this day and age That's what it's required, right? Right. And that's, right?
3: Yeah. This, this wow. is um, when you said talk wow. about the road of life and sticking in the cliff of life. Right. I was thinking, yes, that this is when you've had your foot in both worlds, right? Or in and out, or at the same time. The fog
4: comes w- in and separates. That's <laughs> <you> right. <laughs> you know, so what you, you see, you can't see.
3: You know, but it all happens for a reason. Just like you know everybody has a purpose and we're we're precious that reality that part of the world was to experience to many experiences more real than reality right Mm. so life is the dream yes and what happens in the dream everything that happens happens for a purpose yes and happens for a reason especially the bizarre things like this you know these are the roads of life this is the fog of life. Yes. This is your car, your, your external engine, your motor going yes. somewhere, you know? Yes. And y- you you might interpret what uh, more into that meaning if, it, if life is a dream, these especially. And I have to mention that while you were gone, we were in a deep discussion about life as a dream and, and, and the illusions and not everything going on, these synchronicities and yes. these dreamlike experiences. You were sending smoke signals.
0: Yeah. Yes. The plaque caught on fire. The
3: orchid. <laughs> Did it really? Right? Yeah. Caught yeah. on fire. Yeah. It was smoking. You saw the smoke yes. was coming. It, it, it came, yeah. and we were talking, and I forgot your name. Manny. Oh. Manny, I knew it. Right. It was, see? <laughs> <laughs> I, see. Yeah. I it was
4: That, so that's, I just that it. is the beauty. That is the line of energy. Yeah. That's what assist is. That it's not that me intentionally sending a hawk or me intentionally setting something on fire, but me melting Mm. into the intelligence of life. Mm. That life will create what's needed so that we can come together and a newness is being born,
1: which is this.
0: Yes, yes. You said something so, so amazing. (laughs) It made all of us feel better. But you said when we were out there and we were like, oh, we we're kind of apologizing. Like, oh, sorry, you know, and sorry we didn't get to the show. And Dr. Habib goes, no,
4: this is the show. <laughs> that is exactly the point. That is exactly the point. That is the, see, it's very easy to judge him and, and to stay away from him. It's Very easy. Very easy. Because he wouldn't fit in a normal interpretation of what's normal. Right. It's not, it's very easy to judge.
3: Yes. It is very easy. The the irony behind that is that by ignoring, by categorizing, Mm. by, that, the spiritual experiences contain the answer to mental illness look at the rates of depression in our society the addictions the mental illness and all of that but what the the spiritual experiences provide us the answers to so much of that and if we box it away and ignore it what's really sick here
4: let me speak to that yeah and this is my first time that I've had the privilege of meeting you but I'll speak to that if you don't if you agree or disagree or if you want to add to it you're completely I'm completely on board The way that I look at um, my my experience is that there is a physical world, Mm -hmm. and then there is a metaphysical world, and then there is the consciousness.
1: Mm. In
4: Anthroposophical medicine, um, which is a form of medicine that I that I practice that I've included, we believe that consciousness comes before the physical experience. In other words thoughts they develop before form Mm. so most people they just come here and they want to handle the physical right right but they but the meaning and and the value is on the metaphysical and the consciousness level so that's what I hear you saying that when there is a physical interpretation right there is a seizure there is a cut there is an interruption there is a mercedes stuck (laughs) in santa monica Monica mountain and you're sitting there you're going boy wow now what like really imagine really imagine that there's rain coming down Mm -hmm. and you realize that you can't move and this thing is i mean you saw that yes this thing is rolling down and it's getting closer to the edge and you have absolutely like do i get out do i stay in the car There is no reception. I mean, it's just incredible metaphor. And all of us, we need to go through that because the physical experience is an invocation, an initiation into the Mm -hmm. invitation of the consciousness world where you stop and you slow down and you start seeing, well, what is this about? Mm -hmm. Where else in my life am I stuck? In a mud. Yeah. How did I end up here? You know, could I have asked for more? Di- I mean, really fascinating that now we just rely on so much technology that we could say, "What, well, Joey? What's the great? What's the quickest way?" I mean, really, before I used to have Thomas something maps. I can't remember the full name, but I have Thomas Thomas guide. Thomas, Thomas guide, Thomas Thomas guide. <laughs> Thomas yeah. guide maps.
0: We and just aged ourselves right now. Right, I, I used to deliver pizza. And that's, that's what I did,
4: right. right? And and you pull over and and you look at the map, you see it, and you know exactly where to go because there's a map, right? right? But now we rely so much on the technology, thinking that the technology knows better than we mm. do. Yes. Instead of connecting and saying, "Hey, what's the what's the what would, I'm coming from." a guru what's the quickest way to do that i'm going over the canyon hey just take Canaan, come down go to pch and come up here i'm like oh great and you'll just come down and you could still do this and if it says make a left here you say well i, I don't know this might be an easier way but i'm just going to go with what he said
1: right and right. that's
4: the role of assist that's the role of a mentor that's the role of a seasoned right. veteran mm. that has gone through this and they can communicate to parents. They can communicate to the significant other that look, give it some breathing room. Mm. Right. Let's create this space between. Let's not rush into antipsychotic, antidepressant, mm. anxiolytics, and so forth, and create a complete different physiology. That now you're trying to get through these three realms. And now you start shifting and changing your physiology. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is a complete disconnect. When you look at, literally, when you look at what an antipsychotic medication does, right? Here you are, you're trying to pull through. Now imagine that if you really, if we are here and we have a soul curriculum and we all are supposed to get stuck in our own way and we're supposed to contact our loved ones or the trusted advisors to bring rope and to go and to get the rope, you know, the, the tow truck, so that they can pull us out.
0: Yes, and yes, then the I see value, what you're saying. I see, the, see the value saying. of
4: the mud. Right. Yeah, those are the people that instead of shunning, those are the people that we want to include. Right. Because they have experience, because they've been there, and they can language, they can language the room being flooded with light. You see, yeah. and I think that's part of what assist yeah. I hear you, yeah. you that it's doing.
3: Yeah, helping people come up with words to describe yeah. things and realize too that you're not alone. That these experiences are are happening more frequently. There's a need for them, and and you talk about the shift when we were talking about that before before you got, before while you were being stuck. St- <laughs> <laughs> the importance of making that shift. And, and I believe is that when we make that shift from the physical to the metaphysical mm-hmm. to, to the conscious and realize that the energy, you know, has a different energy, right? right? That the, the energy level of the physical is, is often very low and we feel that sort of, ooh, you know, the blame and the shame and the emotions of you could have, you could have. Reacted to the situation, were like, oh, poor me, or, you know, or, or shy away. Yeah. yeah. And
4: so I'm not going to answer their call. Man, they're going to judge me. Yeah. They're going to think I'm yes. done. Now,
2: I was already doing it. They were <laughs> talking me off the cliff. I'm yeah. sitting there, oh, my, I'm, I was thinking he's stuck. He's this. I I, got, I just got Dr. Habib. I'm thinking it's my head. So I'm telling him, and they're like, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm actually getting annoyed. Like, he's stuck. Hello. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> David,
0: David, for for our audience, <laughs> David Love is our awesome, awesome. He's part of our team here and David and I and, and Joey, we, we, we went out to get you and it was, that's so normal though, Joey, what happened because I felt that way, but I didn't want to express that. We didn't want to put that, David and I didn't want to put it really in the air because we're like, oh, we've worked so hard to get this interview today. We've worked so hard to get this interview, but then kind of the natural response that our programming has was, uh, you know what? He He's stuck. He's gonna be upset now. He's not gonna show up now. He's not gonna to want to do it. And maybe it's our fault. Will he look at us that way? We start taking on all that oh, yeah. stuff because that's what we've been programmed to do. And, 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 and there's one more thing I want to acknowledge with you yeah. after this, but but that's what we we start to do. And, and David and I were just saying like, hey, 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 no, no, maybe. Maybe he he'll be completely opposite. Maybe he'll be completely opposite. He'll be so glad we came out there. He'll do the shows, right. <laughs> and then when we get there, he was laughing. He yeah, was laughing, and it was great. But I want to I want to acknowledge something with Joey that goes back to what you all were saying, and that is, I, I just so commend you, man, because. You know I I have my own story about you know people judging me and stuff like that but I cannot imagine someone actually thinking and and you know no judgment on the family they were only doing the best they could and what they yes. knew with right. their programs yes. you know yes. bless your ex-wife's heart JC you know for for trying to understand it and just not being able to because she didn't have the tools at that time but I can't imagine being in a place where I'm hearing voices and I'm seeing things and it's so real because it is real. It it's is real. real, but everyone around me thinks their their knee jerk reaction is okay. You're off now. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. And it would have been so easy for you to just okay, yeah, I am, and allow yourself to be
4: medicated. A and lot of people do.
3: Yes, a most, lot. Most Everybody almost. Right?
2: It seems to be that a lot of people do this and that the medical profession, it's not the family, the family's looking to the medical professional to tell them what to do and they're not equipped to help. It's an energy-based symptom, so they tell you and you're like, no, that's not it. And they're like, no, he said it, you need to take this. So now you're like, wait, first I didn't trust them, but now I have to be able to trust my family. But now they're saying, you need to do this. He's saying that you need to do this and you'll get better. Now your back's against the wall because your family and the people that, you're like, wait a minute, There's gotta be someone that understands what's going on here. We start trying to treat the symptom versus looking at the source of things.
0: And and, and thank God for Joey. Thank God that, that Joey just stuck with his knowing that, man, this is real, this has to be real, instead of allowing them just to treat a symptom that looked all for them. Both of you all probably see that. Why do you think we do that? We, we treat
4: the symptom instead of going for mm. the source. Well, I, I think <clears throat> that is a reflection of our society. And I would love for you to add to this based on your experience um, in what you've seen. But it, it's just it's a reflection of our society. A, a person has a headache. Call me up, they say, I have a headache. I say, Well, congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a headache, you know, I have a sneeze, I have a runny nose. I have, you know, oh, well, c- can you just tolerate being with it instead of wanting a medication to get rid of it? You just mm. look at it as an opportunity that this sophisticated, intelligent body is trying to communicate with you. Mm. You know, uh, here we are now. Once Raúl, our savior, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, Raul. pulls <laughs> us you. out. Yeah. Now we're all happy. You know, and and we're coming to do the show. And then the car is now making making a, a sound. Right. Yeah. We yeah. thought we were. We
2: thought we were out of the woods. Yeah.
4: yeah. We, we're you know Raúl has gone left right. the building. <laughs> and <laughs> and now we're on our own, and there is a sound, and it's like, why well, is it the brake? What do you do? I mean, it would be very easy to say, man, just pull over. Let's call Raúl to tow the truck. But part of the process is, well, let, let's, let's stop, let's take a look, let's work keep going, it. let's work through it. And then by the time that you get to the main road, the sound stops. Yeah. And I think a lot of times symptoms occur and, and people come to the medical community and professionals where like, we're supposed to tell them exactly why that is. Mm. But the reality is we don't know. Mm. But, but, and I'm here to tell you as a physician, but we won't tell you that we don't know Mm -hmm. so it's very easy because we want to keep you happy so it's very easy to pull a prescription out and to put you on a medication and I'm here to tell you that that's not of Mm. service to you it's not of service to you psycho psychologically and psycho spiritually because now it's sort of like keeping you in a triangle of a baby uh, you know daddy and mommy or baby and the parents right the baby cries and the mommy needs to feed the baby, change the diaper, make it better. But you're not a baby. You're a very sophisticated, intelligent, mature, intelligent being. So when a symptom comes up, create this spaciousness and go into discovery and exploration of what is your body trying to communicate with you. But most medical doctors, they won't tell you that. The form of medicine that I practice and what I advocate um, and what we founded, it's referred to as IntelliKey medicine. Entelechy is uh, a term from Aristotle that simply means the movement, let's say, that an acorn goes through to become an oak tree. really imagine that? A seed, acorn, the movement that it needs to go through to unfold into this incredible oak tree, that's called Mm entelechy. Every human being has an entelechy. And what we go through (laughs) is sometimes we need to get stuck in the mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes we need to have a psychic breakdown. Sometimes we need to have, we need to be forced and to be cornered, at, you know, between a rock and a hard place. To grow, to grow, to break open. That's mm. part of our integrity. Yeah. So the whole idea that a, a psychic urgency or, uh, yeah, it's not a bad thing. A physical symptom could be an initiation into various different realms that i think that's where you come in or this space that we're hoping to create as a collective intentional community that when people are going through that instead of forcing them and medicating them and don't get me wrong sometimes you need medications right, I, you know, right. i'm completely an advocate of that but fastidiously judiciously instead of over medicating you know, and so forth. Yeah,
3: yeah. Just, I, I think it's um. By again, by we're, we're conditioned to to for quick fixes. Yes. We want we want quick answers, and we want quick uh, medication, and we want quick solutions, and but by by all this mm-hmm. quickness, we're not taking the time to look back on mm-hmm. exactly this. again, intellig- why did this happen?
0: Right
3: why you know what's what's really going on what mm-hmm. what's what's happening and and not just figuring out what's happening but also look at the the positives in it like mm-hmm. it, the, 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 the the different stages like the, the cocoon yes. in the cocoon the the um, larvae or yes. what the, the caterpillar yes. completely dissolves right. yes. it dissolves into a black muddy mess yes. And then all the molecules rearrange themselves to become a butterfly. Right. You know? Right. And, and we're 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 going through these initiation phases, what you yes. mentioned, initiation phases. And each time it's like going into a cocoon, oftentimes. So when we become sick and we retreat, or we get ourselves into trouble, so there's a reason for it. And maybe we're there's a readiness for the next stage in our lives. Right. And we're seeing with these spiritual experiences that they're not tied to any w- set physical circumstances. You can have a spiritual experience while you're driving a car, yes. while you're doing the dishes, yes. when you're in the hospital, when you're sick, when you're healthy, when yes. you, w- no matter what age. What is a common though is the need for it. The spiritual, There, there is a quest. Yes. There is a readiness for that next phase what the experience will bring sometimes it's a matter of just rea- reassuring you yes. your life is okay Right. fine you know right. sometimes though you need a major <laughs> fucking course <laughs> correction <Whoa. What? laughs> sometimes you need a cosmic 2 by 4 to just like to- can you say
0: that again <laughs> what? can you just say the what whole thing <laughs> can you <laughs> even so, include so, so the sailor so. language
1: can you just do <laughs> <hear> it
3: sometimes <laughs> You need a fucking course correction oh yes you just you just need like man their, yes. their side may be going dude we yes. got this this is big time trouble we gotta yeah. we gotta interview but but most people really like a lot of people and i wouldn't say most i don't know um they get it in different ways you don't have to go out of body and see no. the light or, or yeah. to, to have these awakenings they they can they can arise from again, from inside, yeah, you know, and yeah. develop from, or learn, you, you come across people, yeah. you know, people that are just right there, like the, them showing up Absolutely. with your car, you know, there's, yeah. there things happen, so.
0: I think it's interesting how you say, you know, we want things so quick, so quick now, and, and Dr. Habib says like, you know, oh, I have a headache, how do I get rid of this, because the last thing we want is to be in discomfort. You know, no one wants to be in, in uncomfortable. And what I personally found in my experience is in my darkest time when I was in, incarcerated for nine years and that uncomfortableness there actually expanded me. And it was in that place is where I actually probably grew the most up until that point, you know? It, it, it's where I had my biggest growth spurt, when I was most uncomfortable and I really had to work, you know? I had to feel, I had to process. It was either that or give into to the experience of yeah. and all the negativity and do
4: the yeah. things that are there. Or hide. Now imagine you're standing, right? This is mm-hmm. when you guys left, right? I'm, I'm standing there in the middle of nowhere and he's telling me about him being incarcerated for nine years, and I'm standing, I'm going, Wow, this is gonna be gnarly. <laughs> 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 and I literally just melted and I started crying because he could have, he could have hide, he could have run away, he could have put on a persona and a mask. It's so easy to mm. do and hide and not be caught. But instead, he literally became the moth. And he went into the fire. Mm-hmm. He chose to yeah. go in and to say, this I've done.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And something that was supposed to be 150 years mm. incarceration drops down to nine years, nine months. Yes. Nine months figuratively where he gets to have this impregnation of giving birth to this. Okay. This spiritual yeah. being it, that it's shifting and changing everything. But that goes to what you were
0: saying when you were saying okay even yeah maybe okay I didn't listen to myself and I paid attention to something externally outside myself and I ended up in this situation but even once you were in that situation now, now the situation is here you decided to be in the yes okay okay I'm here where's the lesson where's the lesson yes and the universe provides the lesson and it provides the liberation also
4: because yeah. universe is for you yes yes Because life is for you yes we, 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 we get caught into this that we're here and we're alone and you know we're gonna be caught in Santa Monica Mountain in the in the in the mud and I'm just gonna die alone and no one is gonna help me that's an illusion yes. mm. that's the dream mm-hmm. to awaken from that that just to be open and people call you. People connect. Raul finds God a ton of chains. <laughs> hundred chains. <laughs> all of a sudden,
1: be able them
2: to everywhere. Reach
0: you. He said he only everywhere. had seventy-five feet first. I mean, At he first, said
4: seventy-five like... feet, but I mean, he
1: had two hundred feet
2: of chain. <laughs> he had seven. He had like four seventy-five feet chains. <laughs> and
1: it was the funny thing. Yeah, I think he was
2: actually have... gonna try to get more money out of you, but I think that he liked you because like, that's what that was. That was like he was trying to get you. Because he had all he didn't mean, know he had those chains. Right. Come so, on.
4: Yeah, I, listen, it was the. But he, I'm tip telling the him you, the way you looked at him, he just and I did loved it. it.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's
4: it. like, listen, you do your thing. You can do it fine. If not, we'll go for I don't know. Call fire department for recovery. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the reality is, this is the, uh, that's why I said the podcast has already started. Right. Our life has already started. We're part of this journey and the intention of this and really the, and the conversation that we're having is you're not alone
1: right? mm.
4: that no matter who you are your greatest sin is for you to think mm. that you're alone
1: mm.
4: no matter what you've done no matter what's occurring for you and if you could consider that if you could consider that you belong to a human family of 7.85 billion Hmm. students that they're fucking up just like you are. (laughs) Right? Yes. That they're making mistakes, that they're getting F on their quiz, that they're getting stuck in the mountains, but that's okay. That's how you learn. Yes. And that's why we're here. That's really the conversation. Yes. That is really the conversation of, you know, recontextualizing what it means to be a mother, and how many people you've mothered through mm. what you've done.
0: Mm. You mothered us today. <laughs> wow, <You> mothered us <laughs>
4: today. It's just wow, so yeah. So many people. Yeah. But if she had a baby and babies, um, there's no question in my mind that you would be an amazing mom, physiologically speaking. But perhaps spiritually, you couldn't really be present and provide. Mm. Um, what you're providing mm-hmm. for so many, because yes. I'm here to tell you, you wow. know, w- with with yeah. his m- transformation and the idea that you've created something, that there is a space between. I mean, it's so easy, you know, zero one, you know, a light switch on off. You're either normal or you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you create a dimming effect. You create a spaciousness, a continuum, and you say. Well, look, just relax. I I got it. You're having certain experiences that maybe I can't, as a medical doctor, I can't really connect with and I can't really understand. But um, let's focus. Let's let's bring you back into your body. Let's talk about groundedness. Let's talk about your diet. Look at, I mean, no one talks about Linus Pauling. The Mm. guy won two Nobel Prize, not Mm. one. Mm. And he started orthomolecular medicines. A usage of high dosage of vitamins and nutrients as a way of shifting and changing the neurotransmitters of our bodies inside. And as you shift and change these neurotransmitters, your behavior shifts and change. I mean, these are some of the things that the medical model currently, it's not available.
2: Why, why does Western medicine negate conscious experiences? Are they When you have them, it's, it immediately goes to... You, you have to go to to a psychiatrist, obviously, because you're working with the mind. Then they just don't understand how to deal with it, like Western medicine. Like I, you know what I did, is I was like, I gotta go to a Sikh doctor, right? I just want to see, because I started in Kundalini and but my whole experience. Mm-hmm. I go and I go, I'm gonna see the Sikh doctor in Beverly Hills. I'm, his name's is I'll come up. So I go see him, and he happens that he knew Yogi Bhajan, and I started explaining to him my experience. And he kind of looked at me, and he goes, I really can't help you. And I got, like, I thought, like, yeah, and I was like, wait a second, you can't, and he, like, looked at me, and I could tell he was tripping, Emma, like, I was, it was almost like a shock, I almost started, like, just now tearing, because I was like, how, why is that, you know better than anyone what's Mm -hmm. going on, and he goes, I can't, I can't tell you to go do yoga, I mean, I could tell you, he goes, but. There's certain things in my practice, and, and I, I, I was, I left there, and that's what really got me. That like I was like, I got to do this. That's somebody who knows, and it's not that he doesn't want to. It's just with what they're taught and they're able to do. It's not allowed. No.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't have a code for it. You can't code for it. It doesn't exist.
2: How, and, and that's why we have to make it. We have right. to create that.
3: Yes. Right. That, in in other cultures, many other cultures, Native Americans Sikh yes, Buddhists. People who had. Experiences like yours are seen as healers, as nah. seen as as wise yes. people, shamans. At, because yes, because you've touched the other side, mm. you've seen the other side, and they want your wisdom. Yeah. They want you. You're renovate, You're revered. You're a Kuna Yes. Yeah.
2: And do you think that? I'm just saying that I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but do you think that the government actually knows this and tries to dumb us down? Because why? They know. They know what's up. You're. Sm- you, you know. What I mean, you it's could go have a conversation and know. What's happening,
4: yeah. See oh, what, what, what I think it's
2: I, about money. It right. is about money. It's absolutely right. about money.
4: You see, what, what you need to look at is perhaps one way of looking at it is to look at the model. The model is, the model could, could be um, more humane and more humanistic. See, if you were to grow oranges, and you were to come in and juice your orange and drink it, that's one of the most anti-capitalistic thing you could ever do. Because you're supposed to take your oranges (coughs) to the farmer's market, sell it to someone else, they will take it, they will juice it, sell the juice to someone else, they will filter the pulp, sell the juice, sell the pulp, someone is gonna make jam from the pulp. (laughs) Trickle down economy. Hmm. The model is set up You see, the model is set up as such. If you start telling people, wow, I found it in telekin medicine, my God, you see how you're getting recurrent urinary tract infections, wow, let's talk about it because this is something to do with what's occurring for you currently in your life. Let's look at that. You mean that you can really help me with, you know, me not being able to stomach this person or that person, and all of a sudden I have gastroesophageal reflux. Disease. <laughs> you mean it can help me? Yeah. Can you imagine people not not paying four dollars per pill for a purple pill? Right. Right. For the right. rest of their lives. Right. And the purple pill, not that they're taking, you know, it's decreasing a particular hormone called cholecystokinin and the hydrochloric acid, and within two years now they're gonna have low dosage of b12 now they're gonna start having forgetfulness and early Alzheimer's and dementia what's the downstream effect it's very easy to do something to get rid of the symptom but what's the downstream effect right how are you uplifting this sophisticated intelligent human being so he comes back to the community and he wants to be engaged and to have a larger conversation, instead of medicating him, and he's sitting in a corner in a rehab facility and drooling for the rest of his life.
1: Mm.
4: I mean, that's the alternate. Right. And why? And it
2: doesn't, it, it's so like, when you look at that, that's why, I, I, and you go through that experience, and you're like, wait a second. I, I feel like I know my, and that's the one thing, I feel like I know myself i'm a little out there and you know people go oh joey's a little crazy you know a, a, a different upbringing everybody's had a creative upbringing being on the street and everything but i one thing i did know is to hold on to who i was yes. no matter what i was like "Mm, mm, and i said no mm. i put airpods in and people said, so i said no i ain't doing it and even i went to my teacher because she saw i was starting mm. to break me down and she goes don't even tell them anymore. She goes, "You don't need to. You know, hmm. you could just get away with it." And I go, "Nah, I'm gonna sing it from the rooftops. I'm already in. I'm knee deep. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it. My family, they don't understand. This is this is our God-given right to experience this. And really, like when I start talking about God, it would confuse people. And really, you're really, really like you're yeah, so on top of it. It's love. The common thing because all these religious things saying do this do that so you're you you, you start on God people go, oh wait a second so I was like I don't talk about God let's talk about love let's just do that for a minute because you're everything. black brown Iranian yeah. whatever it is you want to call some shit we all love that's we were born to love right it. so anything you say for me when I started talking about it I started to just take those things out because it seemed to confuse people mm-hmm. and I just go let's just talk about love because I know that you you want to be loved even if you start acting differently, it's only because of the experience you had growing up. But if I show you love and I keep killing you with love, <laughs> you'll show it to me, you know? And, and ultimately, a lot of those things in love, because you feel you're less than, because of the way you're judged. Mm-hmm. So you, you really don't love yourself. And ultimately, you can't, for me, I, I thought I knew how to love other people, but it was really kind of like almost like the minors and the pros or something, you know, like I thought I did because they told me this is the way you love. It was like somebody telling you this, oh, okay. That's kind of like, you know what I mean? But ultimately, like when I started to love myself, it just changed the whole game. Right. Because now to express it, I had a smile on my face now. <laughs> so when I talk to some people, I'd be like, hey, what's up? They'd be like, because usually I, you know, you're on the street, you don't want people coming up to you and you kind of keep a little bit of a distance and that's the way of doing it, is having that face and, you know intimidation. But it just changed because I had a smile and and it just it flipped everything. It changed my whole philosophy for everything cuz the way I expressed myself, the way I cared about everybody. And and that oneness. People say oneness. We're all part of this and I'd be like, "You're tripping. Oneness." Right? But if you really think about right now everything. of what's going on in the world, if you don't think we're one, this coronavirus has made us one. Well, that's
4: and why coronavirus has arrived, right? Yes. Because you, you, you know, just really think about what it's done. Right? I mean, look at today's paper. It's so funny. Yeah. Just pick up today's paper. There's nothing to read yeah. except coronavirus. <laughs> right. Sports? There are no sports. No sports. I tell you what, Go to ESPN. Guess what? There are no sports. You know what they're talking about? Coronavirus. No concerts. You see? Nothing. What? They've canceled everything, right? You're staying put. And we really are reflecting, reflecting. as a society yeah. of how have been. The research that is out that since the technology came out, elderly are dying at a higher rate. One of the most important causes, one of the common causes of elderly dying is pneumonia. Do you know why they're dying? Because they're getting text messages from their loved ones. They're not even calling them. Mm.
3: So they don't get to
4: speak because when you speak, you create a percussion and clears your lungs <sighs> mm-hmm. so that uh, that translate into a higher rate of community acquired pneumonia in nursing homes and they're dying mm-hmm. it, it's really think about that it's very easy see life has an intelligence nothing happens because there is no necessity We might not understand it i might not have appreciated getting stuck in the mud right and, and having mud literally everywhere, I think yeah, when I take off my, sh- <laughs> my my underpants, there's going to be mud everywhere. I'm telling you, but yeah. there, that was necessary. There is absolutely no question. And even as I was going through it, I kept reminding myself, you know, nothing real can be threatened. Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing unreal exists.
3: It's yeah. and herein
4: lies the peace of
3: God. Yes. Well, <laughs> mm. it's like. Uh, these kind of crises have a way of prioritizing things as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you, people really are afraid of yes. death, of dying and catching this horrible thing and then dying. And it, it causes people, yes, to withdraw and to reflect about mm-hmm. what's truly important in life. Mm-hmm. right? What, so you withdraw in your home, you self-quarantine, you have your little quarantini. And and reflect on what's what what really matters, and what really matters is you, this connection with other people mm. and this love, right? So mm. you can't connect. You tell there too. You don't touch anybody. Don't go anywhere. So you withdraw, and you realize how important maybe maybe this is a part of the reason yes. is how important those connections to other people are,
4: and we value it when we lose it. And I think this is an awakening of that that isolation, that social isolation. Because we've been pushed gently into this social uh, isolation through technology. We don't realize it. But now we literally have isolation. One of the greatest moments of this experience of getting stuck in the mud was what you did at the end. You know, we're done with St. Raul. St. Raul needs to pack up and go. Guess what he did? He said, what can I do for you?
1: Mm. He mm.
4: actually helped him with the ton of chains.
1: No, that <laughs> that, that someone needed to help him to put it back. Right.
4: And then I see that he's getting his, all his information. And he comes in and he says, I'm going to give him a great review on Yelp. I mean, just really think about that. Look at the completion. And I'm here to tell you had he not gone through the Harvard University for nine years, <laughs> under the disguise of Penn State. federal penitentiary, Penn State. <laughs> Penn State. he would have not cultivated the consciousness, the sensitivity mm. that he's holding.
0: You are so right because that is a place where, I don't want to necessarily use the word broken, but I saw so many men, and I'm sure it's the same in the women's prisons, that were just hopeless and, and, and looking for something to hold on to or someone to acknowledge them. And I think it left this spirit in me that just wants to acknowledge people and, and, and let them know that they matter
1: hmm.
0: however I can. I wanted to bring up one thing. Um, I don't believe there's a true thing such as a introvert. I, I, I believe that is a symptom. Mm-hmm. I, I believe people become closed off and I don't think there's any person that truly wants to be alone. I think, you know, I, I have a couple friends that live up in the mountains. They're like, oh no, man, I'm anti-social. I am antisocial. i do not want to be around people, blah, 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 blah. But I think that comes from a deeper space of being let down by people and now that that is their survival i think introverts it, it's not a true state of being it's 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 a survival mechanism
4: and traumas absolutely yeah in in uh, one of my teachers who was a psychiatrist um, morton herskowitz wrote a book called emotional armoring so we usually refer to that that way of being, mm-hmm. that rigidity, um, as armoring, ah. as emotional armoring, which is which could be either a maladaptive behavior um, towards a deep hurt, right. a trauma, which sometimes could be a micro trauma of various right. different things, a level of neglect and so forth, or um, you know, or it could be transgenerational, or it could be cultural. Right. I don't think it's an accident that okay. when you look at or you know, the, the number of incarcerated individuals that we have, that Afro-Americans are up to 65%. Yeah. Look, at the, look at the cultural trauma that's occurring. Yeah. Right. right? Right. And how do we come together as a society and create this space between mm-hmm. for that?
2: Have a real system that actually is helping them. Like, and, and when you say that, when I look at it, we, we spoke about this. It's bringing meditation and yoga into correctional facilities, and into school systems and i say that for like kids like me and and kane like a latchkey kid will say mm-hmm. when you don't have this these things and you make mistakes or you don't have the thing you know what i mean like whatever kids it i know that that meditation and yoga helps you kind of kind of center into your your instrument mm-hmm. and what a better way for any kid to do is start to know himself right Cause yeah. they did it they did a couple of trials in, in in South Central or in Los Angeles and they brought meditation instead of detention and it, it cut the violence down in, in that school by 50% and you're like like you, you know right well you know this why, yeah. why is this being spread out across the United States right And then you have like uh, one of Donald Trump's attorneys that actually says that uh, Jay Sokolow, he was saying something that mindfulness uh, it, it violates the First Amendment. Right, mm-hmm. my, it's a Buddhist practice, and I was like, I was, I had to like read it a couple times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wait, mm-hmm. my that Buddha, I, I, I was like, I did like. So
4: what you're, what what I hear you saying, and I think as as a community, that's something to look at would be to create a new language that what hmm. you said from the beginning that pulls out that which is confusing or charged or polarizing.
1: Mm.
4: Love tends to be, not, you know, tends to be the glue right so instead of yoga it could be intentional stretching or something some mm. type of a physical activity and i know that if you you know in the penn state <laughs> that's one of the things that you said that you that you were referred to as a peacemaker yes and you brought yoga you brought meditation right and it w- there was a waiting list of yes. people coming in and being participating into that yes
0: right? yes yes i i you know I think in those in the in those spaces there is such an, an absence of love yes there is such a disconnect yes. that it, it, it's almost like that child that is um, only learns that Well, I should say thinks that abuse is love. Yeah. So they start to actually you know what? I'll do anything to get attention because attention means that person loves me. Yeah. I think guys in prison, you know, we're we're all Acting from a, a, a child space not saying I'm not saying we're, we're childish but there is such and I'm not saying everyone in prison has experienced that but from from my from my experience what I was able to see is so many of these people they might have families yeah. they might have spouses they might have parents to come see them but they're really didn't get the connection of love and now what they're doing is they're doing anything for the attention
4: yes because
0: guess what if you're not gonna love me then I'm gonna screw you fuck you and I'm gonna make you hate me almost since you can't love me and, 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 and when I got there and I just started showing people a different way and not even like having to go come here let me show you this way just by treating guys different mm-hmm. just by treating guys different I know when I got there you know there are the there were the rules that say you are not allowed blacks aren't allowed to sit and talk with whites or, or eat with whites or or Mexicans and these races aren't allowed to to converge. It's just because none of them know they're so uncomfortable outside of their own pain and thinking that God, that guy must, you know, he's so foreign, it's going to hurt me if I extend anything kindness. If I extend kindness, they're going to take advantage of me. And we just went in there, myself and a couple other um, inmates in, in, at the time that were becoming more aware of ourselves, and we just started extending that kindness, you know we started extending the kindness and not worrying about what was gonna happen if we looked weak mm-hmm. you know I, I, I think we absolutely looked stronger to people when we were being kind because it's made us look like wow man that dude he didn't a problem being kind he must be able to take care of himself he can be kind and you just started to see men changing mm-hmm. When you were offering them something, I always say people will do better when they know better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, practices, daily practices. I ended up building up this daily practice of going within, and because I was in a place where you know there's no worthiness. People, people, the illusion is no one there is worthy, and I would go through this daily practice of just telling myself. You're worthy man this 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 you're a prisoner but that's not who you are Mm -hmm. yeah this is your space and confined but you can create love in this space and i would talk to
4: myself man even when there was no one else to talk to that's it that is the most important lecture that anyone can and should listen to yeah yes what are your daily
0: practices what what are your daily what is your daily practice well
3: my daily practice is also meditation i mean it's not a day sometimes multiple times a day, many, many meditations, mindfulness, and it's part of that. Life is a dream. Not I don't mean dream, dream in a sense of not important. I, I think of it as, as symbolic meaning. So I, I get visions of, I think in metaphor, It's it develops your connection with that mm-hmm. metaphysical. Mm-hmm. So you actually develop a kind of a self, love the way you're loved spiritually, mm. each of us being precious, we're mm-hmm. developing that connection, that channel. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes the channel, that connection communicates to us in symbolism, in metaphor, but it's always about love.
1: Right. It's
3: always about love. And it's trying to tell you in so many words and images and happenings mm. and people you meet is telling you again and again how much you're loved. And that, that, that you are. So, so we don't need to always need it from the outside. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, our parents should have loved us so we know the feeling of love. But that often doesn't happen, to love us. You know, It's the hardest thing as an adult to learn to love yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Give yourself the love that you weren't given mm-hmm. as a child. That is really, really hard. But that's so necessary to find one's purpose. Right. Who you are is what you love, mm-hmm. and to love you is to know you. Yeah. So to know you to, is to you find that out in meditation.
1: Hmm.
3: You know, it, it, you 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 that connection of. You start paying attention to the subtle emotions or the subtle energy going on in your stomach, right? Yes. You know, or your gut mm-hmm. is trying to tell you something, or this image is trying to tell you, or this happening is trying to. If we just it's more more connections. So I think meditation in in prison and all and in, in medicine and in schools and everywhere, meditation is a key.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. can
3: think of it as prayer, you can think of a walk in nature, and there's so many ways to, to to do it.
0: My victimhood
3: Yes, that's
0: dissolved.
3: Dissolved.
0: While in that, that yes, space, you
3: can't be a victim anymore right? when you're right? become mm-hmm. empowered this way. Right.
0: Right. right. I, I started looking at it going, oh, and that's part of my practice that I started going, wow. Okay. This isn't, this didn't happen to me. This didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And like, oh, okay. I asked for this. I asked for this. I, I, I asked for it because i'm a healer and i wanted to be a healer so i needed to experience like the pain that other people felt in order to help heal them Mm -hmm. and you know after healing myself and so i did have that practice yeah Yeah, it
3: it's like letting go of you're you are not what happened to you
0: right 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 but it's a practice of having right. to practice that. You yes. have to practice that. You have that to
3: practice that. No because the world has told you. It's not a quick fix. Yeah, that yeah. you're a victim. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And what you need is out there. Mm-hmm. You need my, you need my services. Right. You right. need right. my money. You need my love. You mm-hmm. need my, you know. Everything. That, I mean, you the know, whole set up, yes, right? Yes, all set up.
4: Food, yes. sex, drugs, right? Attention, Yeah, all that, it's set up. But <clears throat> understanding that you are precious that there is a purpose for you yes that you're not an accident
1: <laughs> that
4: mm. you're part of a larger conversation that life is actually being cultivated mm. life is actually um, differentiating through you I, I I can't even experience I can't even connect what it must have been like to be in the Penn State for nine years In a federal penitentiary.
2: How long were you in in
0: solitary? Um, I ended up doing a a pretty long stint in solitary for a moment. Um, Almost a year. (sighs) It's 23 hours of lockdown. With no human. Almost a little bit over that. Um, uh, But once again. The way I, I would hear, and I definitely want to go back to our practices, but I would hear other men yelling and crying that had been down there for a certain amount of time because like you said, and like you were speaking of, that connection was mm-hmm. gone. No one was touching them. No. It was like the like the like the older person that you said. Yeah. They didn't they weren't getting the call, even the mail, even you know. It, they weren't even able to get the text, you know, yeah. they weren't even able to get to the, 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 the Yeah, and and they were losing that connection and you would hear them Losing their mind that's exactly right and, and giving up and wow. I, I I was witness to a several I didn't see it myself But you know they they would end up willing W- Which is enough to fuck
2: you up. Oh my God, right, they're really right. going to buy you. You're like, right,
0: right? So the other one went. You see it going past the door. Got a, a body, because the guy's hung himself in there. Yeah. But my practice in there was, like I said, every day I would tell myself. No, don't get me wrong, because that was my life in the sense that that's that was the space, and I was there to do a job, and I was there to shine a light. I even had to remind myself all the time, "Your love, your love. There's so much more. There's so much more. And even if there's not more than this, I have a job here, because when I first went in, I didn't know I was only going to get that time. Right. And I remember telling someone, you know what? So, because before I turned myself in, someone said, "Well, man, man." what if they give you all that time and i just remember believing so much in here that that's not my life that's not going to be my life that's not going to be my life but there are other men that are much better than me that have had to go there and that be their life their whole time Mm -hmm. so i told the universe i told god please you know the work I want to do. I, I I will I I will step into my yes. I will say yes, and not only will I say yes, I will go be yes now. I will go be the work for you. Outside, you know that's why I prefer to do my work. <laughs> but if you, it, if it is your will for me to be here, I will do the work here. That's it. I will do the work here. So even when I said yes to that space, you know. The the universe did what the universe does. God does what God does. But the people, like you're saying, that disconnection, it's so easy to get lost and give up. You have to remind yourself that you are perfect, whole, and complete, that you're connected. There is no disconnect. It's only the illusion of being disconnected.
4: that's the dream. That's it. That's the dream. That's the dream. And any practice that can allow you realizing that here the consciousness you can move the consciousness into the physical form mm. yes. and that's, that's right. what you did yes. i want that out you're right yeah. here yes and you declared yes. and you moved the consciousness which trickles down into the physical world reality right Yep. and any set of practice for me one of the things that i advocate is what I refer to as purged emotional writing. What I have found is to be able to have a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil sitting somewhere that you feel cocooned, that you don't need to worry about her writing what I, you know, what I'm writing, right? Mm-hmm. Reading what I'm writing. That I, I write, you know? I Today, I, I might even do this here. I'll do it right now. I'll do it out loud. You know, I gosh, I felt really stupid when I got caught in, in mud, in my car, and people had to come and rescue me. I, I felt really dumb that I couldn't really find my way or think through it, that this little thin road would not get me into that, uh, all that stuff. I write whatever is there. I don't censor it. Mm-hmm. And then I burn it.
1: I so just burn it. it.
4: It's the quickest way to be able to cleanse, to let go, and to empty out the uh, you know the subconscious, so that and you have a wider bandwidth mm-hmm. Then, if 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 I don't do anything daily regardless of this is this is a practice that I do and I recommend it to every single patient. and the other thing that I do is um, I spend time in nature whatever it is even if it's you know what what the length of time and I tell you you know we have animals and Sunday night I came out and I observed that one of our sheep, um, she wasn't, you know, she was staying away from the herd. She was spending more time in the barn. I went to check on her and she was, you know, and I didn't know that she was pregnant and she was giving birth. And to see that, and here's the lamb coming out and the sack breaks and, you know, she licks it and moves it. I mean, within two minutes, this lamb is on on four legs and moving around. You know, it's, so to be able to be in nature and to be grounded it's it's necessary it's you know you get what's referred to as the organ energy life force that life force and and you realize the magnitude of it all and how insignificant we are yeah that we're on this little tennis ball called <laughs> Earth, mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. rotating around itself and it's rotating around this giant sun, which is a million times larger.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Hey, it's really, we're like little tiny ants <laughs>
1: there.
3: You, you, you so. That, that touched me too. Like um, we talk about in that moment of, of observing this mm-hmm. little lamb coming forth, when that happens, when we're. Too busy thinking all the mm. time. When there's not silence in the brain, we we, we cannot think and observe mm. at the same time. Mm. So if we're not observing, we're not appreciating. Bingo. yeah. So so meditation gives us a practice of being silent. Yeah. So the longer we can be silent up here, the more we're able to observe and appreciate. Mm-hmm. And understand and connect to right and our our culture is so busy with words all the time with thinking and listening and watching you know the media and that's and a lot about words but that's only really a part mm-hmm. i like what einstein said and it's attributed to him he said i have no use for words <laughs> except to communicate I see in my mind's eye Because mm. <laughs> he solved. he was able to observe the images that come forth only in silence. <laughs> and they gave him scientific solutions to his problems. Mm. So you're talking to about the stomach, you yeah. know, like, really gets, what did they say? We're like, eating away yeah, at my stomach yeah, or something. Yeah. And then they you cannot, develop the physical? Yes. Well, the words, the, the image, Speaks a thousand words, and yes. it's like, a, like all this energy of that words, this image. Exactly. So creating, you know, you're creating. And you, you didn't need. You learned the lesson you needed to learn. So you didn't have to stay 150 years, right? Wow! See, that was like the other side going. Yeah. You learned what you came here to learn, son.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And you, so it's a, the, it's a. Metaphysical power of solutions and observing, being in nature is yes. one way to connect, be silent. Because when you're in nature, there's so much to observe, right? Yes. So, so yeah. Thank you. You're bringing. Yeah.
0: On, Can you tell us about uh, what you've got coming up in the fall?
3: Oh,
2: with assist. Oh, with okay.
3: assist. Every year we have a conference where we train mental health professionals, spiritual guidance counselors, and life coaches, professionals. On working with it, so the conference, because mental health professionals have to be licensed in their state, we move our conference around to different states. Right. So last year we were in Atlanta, and this year we'll be in Oregon, November fifteenth to the sixteenth, and we train and uh, certify those who wish to be on our directory, um, to be found. People seeking their health, and so their mm-hmm. specialty is listed, and their practices are listed, and so forth. I'm a facilitator. I'm not a mental health professional, but I just help facilitate all this. Is it so? Uh, there's different trainings going on, and we try to bring faculty in, open-minded faculty from from all from different universities, academics, um, and bring the latest in the research in this area, which is growing. I mean, it's, we're not alone. Yeah. There, the, it's a growing body of literature. Even NIH has funded over 2,000 studies yeah. related to spirituality and health. Absolutely. It's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it is growing, this understanding, and our goal is to mainstream it. Right. So we hope people thank you for- And how? And if somebody
2: wanted to donate club. money how would they find you?
3: So to assist them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, A-C-I-S-T-E dot org. And there's a donate button right there, and our address is on there To, if you want to mail in an old-fashioned check. But it's easy to just click and donate. We're going
0: to put that on the bottom of the screen, so it's probably on the bottom of the screen right now somewhere. Wow. Can you get yeah. the name again?
3: So it's assist A-C-I-S-T-E dot org.
2: I think, I think it about. Huh? it's... It's so important. That's one of the when I the the uh, Acon um, Lighting America tour the the we had that panel of speakers and in speaking with Acon I didn't you know I didn't know this when when we had that panel of speakers everything at that um, everything was going wrong Dr Habib mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew like everything was going wrong at at at, at the uh, the event but I just kind of stayed in in the pocket mm-hmm. you know I was kind of watching these things happen and just go just. Let's see. Let's just see what happens. And and at the time, it was like, you know, like, it wasn't looking too good. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna go through the motions. There wasn't even a, a, a chair on stage for me, and I was supposed to speak. And finally, mm. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go up, I gotta do this. I almost didn't do it. Because I was just kinda like, ah, uh, it's mm. done, it's almost over, but I'm like, I gotta do this. They ended up putting a chair up, they didn't have my bio, they didn't have anything. I just went up mm. and we all start speaking, and and I really didn't. I was almost like I was outside of myself when I started speaking, and I started speaking about schizophrenia a little bit. And at the time, I had no idea that Acon's older brother was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm. I had no clue. Mm. Wow. No. Nah. And so the whole thing to me was kind of like, wow. I, I, th- there was a lot of things going wrong, and I was actually now just trying to get through it. Say, mm. I'm going to get through this because I've been trying to get this done for a while since this this happened mm. to me. I was just, I wanted to get this done. I was trying to get this you know, th- this done. It, we almost got it done like a year before with, with Damian Marley and Akon and it didn't happen and it fell apart and just kept pushing it. And so it was just like, let's get this this done. So I come off the stage, I got them talking, Dr. Habib, and I, right as I got off the stage, lady grabs my arm and she looks at me and I looked up and it was Akon's mom. Hmm and she, she uh, has an African accent, she started talking to me, and she looked at me, and she goes, we came for you!
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm looking
2: at her, and I was kind of like, what's she, what's she saying? I was kind of just still in my own world, and my right when she looked at me, I looked at her eyes, and when she started talking about schizophrenia and these things, and I could see her eyes kind of well up, and then I, I, I finally figured out what she was saying. Mm. And it wasn't about the music, it was about mm. what we said in that panel, and right there, like when she said it, I knew, and my body lit up, and I was like, we did it. We did, it. It's mm. We what we did, what we just set up panels in the universe, yeah. you we did it. Yeah. So it didn't even, all the things, like the shit that you just said about being stuck in the mud, I was getting stuck in the mud sitting there, there was all these things going down, yes. and I had my head, but I didn't want anyone to see it. When I came off and she looked at me and said it, mm-hmm. I was like, and, and I just started tearing, and I was like, fuck, we did it. we we did it and then from there dr habib called me goes i want to sit with the lady from assist i want to sit with the the started assist with with liz and and and, and i go and he with liz at first because you weren't the one that was sitting with us and i said we got to set this up but dr habib reached out and goes we need to do that we need to sit down and have a conversation about this because it's really important Mm -hmm. and those couple of things to me like were way past any of those other things music and yeah. you know all these different things because and it was someone else that said it to me they like they looked at me and they go you did it bro doesn't matter where you all those people said it and it's it's out and I didn't even you know I didn't recognize it because I was busy looking at the mud you know and and a lot of people I think do that yeah. and and it's okay, because you wouldn't even know to have a good day if you unless you had a bad day, yeah, or right. vice versa. Yeah. You know, we live in a clarity planet. This is, this is a yin and yang situation. And we learn from those dark moments and really need to learn how to appreciate them, have a relationship with pain, have a relationship with fear, you know, step into it. And I think that when I started to go through that experience, that's kind of what I did. Instead of running from it, I kind of went into it. Mm. Um, and I think it's really what helped me was by going into it and not running from it. And, and I think that's why I'm still sitting here. I think that's probably why you're sitting here. I'm glad
0: you ran into it. Yeah. <laughs> you, glad. you, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you ran into yeah. it. Yeah. We're a bunch of runners <laughs> into it. Yeah.
4: I made that right turn. <laughs> <laughs> you went right into that turn.
0: Dr. The yeah. can you tell us about the, um, Beehive of Healing Center that you found it?
4: Sure. Yeah. So, Beehive of Healing is a medical center um, that my wife and I we work with. She's a pediatric who is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I got to meet her. Yeah. She's a pediatric dentist, orthodontist, and um, you know, and it's it's really this way of thinking, it, which is based on intelligent medicine. Mm-hmm. And this way of thinking, it takes a lot of energy, and it requires a lot of time. Um, to be able to guide people, and that's why I think I have so much respect for what what you're creating and what you're holding. And you know, it's it's a line of energy behind you know behind of healing the Love Button Global Movement and no- our nonprofit. These are all line of energies, mm-hmm. because remember, everything starts at the consciousness level.
1: Yeah,
4: and that's the value of intentionality. That's the value of language. How can the president of the United States get a piece of pen and a paper and say, by the power invested in me as the president of the United States, I pardon so-and-so, and And now they don't have to serve, and and they've done, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the power of the language that can create, because that's really the intentionality And I think one of the things that I'm walking away with as we complete shortly is really what we've created. We've created a new language for people that they go through and they get stuck in a mud, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, don't freak out. Just relax. Take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to feel the blame, the shame. You're going to start mind shaming. Let let it come up. Take a deep breath. Listen, you're not going to die. This thing is not gonna slip, you're not gonna just, you know, you're not gonna die. And then as you allow it, then reach out to your the people, the trusted advisors that they can help you. Because what you really want is the second ward right there, this <laughs> space between. You wanna create that spaciousness. Whether y- everyone is crazy. Everyone on the planet. That's why we're here. If we weren't, we would <laughs> right, right. And depending on what we need to work with and our soul curriculum, there are certain challenges that we're going to run into. Right. Now, create that spaciousness and be mindful and come forward and spirit will come and to co-create and co-inspire to have the solution so that your life will have a meaning. Mm-hmm. And in the process, not only your are but everyone else is also helped,
1: mm.
4: you know. And it's really a privilege to be here, you know. Thank and you. Uh, oh, and to be so part of this yeah. conversation, and for you to fly and to be here, and you know, and for everything, for the orchids to be uh, caught on fire, <laughs> and, uh, you know. All this is that. no. This this was supposed to happen to the
2: exactly from the hawk <laughs> to the, tottrak, <laughs> to, the to the fire and and. And being in it and just having you express it the way what happened into how it ties to this whole thing yeah. and mm-hmm. just the way life is yeah. and how we address these experiences it's really the importance of how we wake up and, and set our intention for the day is really how you're gonna end your day if you yeah. think about it because yeah. if you That's wake right. up all by that you know it's really setting those intentions of what you want to do in a positive way to, to create your world your universe mm-hmm. right, it's not right.
3: Just a we change the world when we change our thinking. Right. Yes. We change. Yes. Our, it's not our thoughts are not our consciousness is not locked up no. up here. It's yes. all going out, mm-hmm. and we're affecting everybody. It's a bit, then it becomes a responsibility for us to monitor.
1: Yes.
3: Not be in the mud. Not yes. be thinking all. Oh, you yes. know. Yes. Now, yes. now, there's a responsibility yeah. for us to. Yes. Keep
0: yes. Good intentions. Our audience out there. I I absolutely encourage you all to look these two up. Uh, look at go on YouTube and watch everything they have. Go go on their website, her website, and find out all you can. It's 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 just gonna be a beautiful, beautiful experience for you. We have so much more we could talk about and, and, and hopefully we can have both of you back here because there, there are things that we this didn't has been a t- six
2: hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a six hour <laughs> podcast. And there, All terrain, the whole thing. Right, right? There are some things we, we
0: you know, we, we, we'd like to talk about next time you come like, um, you know, trauma, what trauma does at a young age and how that plays out mm-hmm. into to adulthood and, and some other things that we'd like to discuss with you before we leave can you each give us if we had to be on an island mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. that question we had to be on an island what book would we what book would you suggest that for our growth if if just for tapping in what would you suggest
4: <clears throat> that's a tough one because i and love and you can name it. one of your books oh, no, <laughs> no, you no I, it's it's fine i've written a couple of books but um, they're they're i think they're more appropriate books Um, that, that I would recommend. One of the books that I would like to leave here is a book called Successful Schizophrenia. Mm. It's, it's by, uh, it's by uh, Professor Al Siebert. Um, I I read it a few decades ago, and um, I, I remember when I read it, one of the things that was very striking was how he described, and I researched it, and it's accurate, how Nietzsche considered schizophrenia to be a new evolved human being. Wow. And the reason, and the way that Al Siebert, um, I think he was a paratrooper or something. He had a very unique experience. Right. Like what we talked about. And then he went to some type of University of Michigan or somewhere and he got a PhD. And it's just fascinating, the context that he creates. And I think he also uh, has a website called Successful schizophrenia.com I have absolutely no relationship with him (laughs) I've never met him but in this context that is the book that I would leave behind and I would say now there are a lot of other books that I could recommend but name one of yours I think the the book that perhaps is appropriate um, in this context to some extent is the clarity cleanse I wrote a book the last one is called the clarity cleanse and the, the way that the book is set up is that it gives you a specific tool. One of the tools I've shared with you, which is purged emotional writing, 12 minutes a day. But there are a couple of other books, one of which is uh, A General Theory of Love. It was written by three psychiatrists uh, from, university of, uh, from UCSF, University of San Francisco. One of the, one of the psychiatrists is Dr. Amiri. I think a couple of them or one of them. I know Dr. Amir has transitioned, but it talks about the neuropsychology and the importance of love and how love um, plays a role to really heal the level of trauma that I think to some extent we all have gone through. Mm -hmm. So these would be, I think, these would be um, a couple of uh, the couple of books that I would like to to mention.
1: That's awesome. I
0: love that book. I love your book. Super good. Thank you.
3: Okay, um, for for those interested in near death experiences and the le- uh, the what we learn in, the, in those kinds of experiences, um, Dr. Kenneth Ring's book, Lessons mm. from the Light. Okay, yeah. Lessons and from the Light. It's it's just beautiful. It brings in the the, the life review mm-hmm. um, and the things that people have learned through that. I think that is it's a classic. It's been out for a while.
4: And it's a must.
3: It is. Really you know nice. that. You know wow. That? Yeah. Wow. It's really yes. nice. great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Can I just interrupt you? Yes. I'm sorry of because this
4: is a great. I'm glad you mentioned. It. Mm. Now I need you to really understand that. Now this is a this is a whole new six hour podcast. You, you can go, go on. Go. We're we're going okay. to no, keep no, no, it going. <laughs> no, no, I just want to mention because of b- it's coming forward. Rumi has a poem. Rumi, the mystic poet, mm-hmm. in right the yeah, yeah. 12th century, has a poem. It's called Guest House. When you read the translation, in f- when you read the actual poem in Farsi, what Rumi is talking about is, Rumi is talking about how we get invaded, like they're entities, they're energies, mm-hmm. their entities, their energies, their souls, that they can come in. Yes. Now, they, I'm, I'm not talking, listen to me, I'm a scientist. I'm equivalent to a master's degree in electrochemistry. i a microbiologist, a chemist. Aww. Yeah, I want him to become yeah. a patent attorney. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm serious. It's like, That's His letters, letters. smart. Yeah. That's the alphabet after the <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <Right. laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I, I'm going to say this because I don't want you to say, oh, this guy is wearing a love button. He's a hippie. No. <laughs> no. What I'm trying to say is, and the reason, and I'm going to contextualize it in this book, is there are a lot of people, see, it comes back to this, physical, metaphysical consciousness. You can easily, I can give you, re- look it up. There are people that they've actually been pronounced dead. Hmm. And they want to put them in the grave. And then all of a sudden, the consciousness come in, they come out. Yeah, They're literally pronounced yeah. dead. Listen, you don't hear about it because just because it's not on MSNBC or Fox News or CNN, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. What we're talking about, that there is a movement. There are people that they're diabetic because the energy into the pancreas doesn't work. But working at this level, you can mobilize the energy and the pancreas starts producing insulin (laughs) and you reverse, reverse it. No one tells you this is where the phantom pain comes from. If you amputate a leg, okay, the physical doesn't exist. But why do I still have pain? I wanted to ask you about the
2: placebo effect. If we're healers and you're doing like that's a perfect example that's of your here. mind, it's
4: right. That's right here. Yeah. So the reason that I wanted to come in and very I think we should keep going. Intrap- I think we should keep going. Intrap- <laughs> intrap- <are>. because <laughs> once you read the book and you understand, if you have a loved ones that they're going through a process and they are going to transition, knowing. To really look for that channel of light and to move in that direction, mm. it helps them to travel. It helps them to mm. move on instead of getting stuck on this realm. Listen, you got in, I mean, you can go to different places. I, I saw this. You go to Philippines. The guy didn't even go to, to. He can't even read and write, and he's doing neurosurgery. Wow! How can he get this skill set? How can John of God be able to do what he's doing? Because he's able to tap and to be a conduit for these energies, these souls that they come in and they can do things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're hurt or they're confused and they can come in and they create a shift physiologically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can create a shift physiologically. Part of an organization. I have no, uh, re- this is my first time meeting here. I have no reala- but part of the importance of the conversation she's starting as a facilitator is that once you understand that this realm exists, then love, mm. gentility mm. becomes important. Matthew, Mark, John, right? Luke, they all say the same thing. Ask, and it shall be given. Right. Knock, and it shall open so to be able to be in a place that you can communicate and ask these energies these souls they can move and they can create this spaciousness that's why i thought that this is a great book you know to read it and to be familiar with it and how to maneuver because the physical realm it's only listen red orange yellow green blue indigo violet that's all the color there is? Really? <laughs> That's all the color that most of us can see. Really and if customized. it's if it's, right? If it's be, right? Infra. If it's below red, we say it's infrared. <laughs> I mean, this is the spectrum that you can see. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Red. Do you understand that there is an eternity from here to here? Right. And if it's anything above violet, we say it's ultraviolet. What? <laughs> it's like are you kidding me so what we're talking about is we're coming together as grounded mature sophisticated intelligent beings and we're talking about listen if something happens relax take your own pulse take a deep breath contain your little boy little girl inside and then look for what is available to you right i'm sorry tell us about the
1: book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great book. It. How are we do guys. Are That's great.
2: great. We're good. We, yeah, we're, good. we're
3: good. I'm just so so thrilled that you that you are doing what you're doing. I mean, it must take a lot of courage to be to be in the medical field with your colleagues not thinking as enlightened I'm a monster. No, <laughs> that you that you are Open to all of this. This is a true rarity, and, and what a blessing to be next to you. you. Yeah, I think I really you you represent the future of medicine. Yes, That's what I see. I, I hope absolutely
2: satnam. I hope
0: absolutely. I really what we do
2: need to do is you. like they have a board of advisors. We need to put a board of believers together uh, for you for wonderful. for what you're doing, and and someone like Dr. Yes. Abi because. The scope of what you're doing it needs it it needs. We need to help you, and I and I say this because of the experience I I, I had in knowing that there's something out there that could help people. That could that, that there's a bridge, yes. right? Yes. And so if you just don't know this much, it's like it, that, Then any little bit helps, and it gets you a little bit further, and then a little bit further. So, one of the ideas is is really what we were doing was to put together an event. Um, with art and music bring bringing it to heart center and bring awareness to what we're talking about and to raise money. And so that was the idea with, with, with Akon and coming up with the love and light tour. And it, it was something that like the mud and these things that started a certain way, but they evolved. And there was a lot of things that happened, you know, a lot of shitty things, a lot of good things. It just, you know, part of the whole, the whole thing take the whole thing. you have to take the whole the whole and and by doing that and just having the experience because when I look back at it when I was in it I was I was tripping meaning at the event and how it ended what was going on and then how it ended mm. it I've learned to to really appreciate the good the bad and the all of it it's really it's really just accepting all of it and And that for me, um, changed everything by looking at that website that night, because I was Mm -hmm. just sitting there going like, God, I was fumbling around, like, you know, I got to do something, you know, like I'm going to, well, I started feeding homeless people just because it just seemed like the right thing to do. But soon as that happened, it just opened up Well, there was another component to it. It was that, and then sitting with that doctor. And I was like, wait a minute. We gotta be able to go in, as human beings, we gotta be able to go into a hospital and be safe. Yes. Take our kid in, we gotta be safe. Yeah. That's what they're there for. And if we're going in, and what's supposed to be ha- be the most amazing thing that could be happening to a human being is having that union with love, right? Is yeah. that connectedness to where we've been talking about. And then to have that and feel so alive, and then go, you need to be medicated. We need to, you, you're, you're, no, this is, you're not okay. You, you know, And it will, it will start to make you feel a little crazy because then you don't know who, you, who to trust, right? So there's a lot of people out there, I feel, that start having these experiences. And then when you're told you're crazy you're told you're crazy, you'll start to create a crazy world for yourself sure. yes. because sure. you separate yeah. yourself from everybody else because you don't trust anybody. Wrong and so now you've built up this crazy place you live in, and now you're in there. And yes. people don't realize you have to deconstruct this crazy place and come back. Yeah. But it's been created by the person because he feels unsafe.
1: Absolutely.
2: And that's yeah. what mental illness is, yeah. you know? And so when you open up and you look at somebody, you look them at their eyes, like when I talked about his eyes earlier, because I knew, I was like, and I looked at him I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it stopped me in my tracks, yeah. because my soul knew that he cared. I could have been going all crazy, but as soon as his eyes looked at me, it stopped me and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And he looked straight at, like, through me, and I was like, I just stopped. And then I knew, I was like, oh, then there was a kind of like this warm, kind of like, I felt safe and i hadn't had that feeling
3: yeah yeah that's it's so what a blessing that you that you found dr habib and you found you know you. it was like <laughs> no accidents in the universe again you know that, that you were led to that for mm-hmm. a reason and in the look at the blessings that you're doing here with your podcast and, and beyond i mean there's yeah. so much more we could talk about it for sure. Oh Ooh, we will I, I wanna hear
2: more. I'm so I'm experience. I wanna thank both of you guys. Yeah. Like seriously, I'm not, and Kane. Oh my god. Really and, and Manny and, and, and Dave our those, staff this and today. Raul, really. Uh, Raul,
0: Raul, Raul Raul is the I'm man gonna call Raul and send him this Sing. link. <laughs> I will send you this
1: link, Raul. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but the whole the whole experience of today like just even just now as we're closing mm-hmm. out I got emotional just it just like it was almost like a, like a quick flash of what all just happened I was like yeah. wow like mm-hmm. how lucky we were
0: you be, the work you're doing
2: there are. A million other Joey's out there more, more. More. Yes. And, and more how many people right? come in your office every day they're going through this they're yes. going like I'm oh, tripping or a soccer yes. mom yes. that's yeah. probably trying to drink herself out of it
4: that's why right then and there I called and I said I, we need to have this conversation yeah we need to redefeat really that
0: yeah, yeah. And, and and the work you're doing it's to, to put a million plus more Joey's out there is yeah. what this world needs and dr. Habib the work you do in the field just absolutely transforming how we look at medicine and how we look away from you know I I know there's a there's a need for certain pharmaceuticals but the way you are leading us away from from medicating ourselves to numbness into looking into ourselves Mm -hmm. and our connection with God and the universe Mm -hmm. is so
2: beautiful we honor you we thank you for being here yeah do you Truly. let me i know we am trying to leave but i have some a couple <laughs> more questions how do you you help all, like i see like like that's why i think i was tripping today because i know how many people need you <laughs> straight up and that's that was going through my head and seeing i was watching i was seeing the mud looking everything and i was like oh no like how i could just think and just think of what's going on tv today so they like shit was going down that's why i said there's a lot of there's like probably a line at your office of people so, yeah, how do you, like your wife, enjoy each other when you know you're working? Like, it's all service, really. You think of everything that you're yeah. doing.
4: Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I appreciate your acknowledgement. I, I really appreciate that. So, I, I have throughout my schedule, I have what I refer to as hope, HOLD, H O L D, Hour of Life Divine. And, and I don't, I leave it empty. Mm. You know, as as uh, yes, I want to be of service, but I need spaciousness to be able to co-create with spirit. Okay. So mm. I don't see getting stuck in the mud as a terrible thing. I see it as whoa, whoa! Spirit just gave me this because something really gnarly is about to happen. So then I create this space for myself, and that's really the message that I think all of us are leaving. That when something happens and we get interrupted and we get plucked from the daily mundane routine of life it's not because we're bad or we missed the dart or we did something wrong it's because this is time to up level our mm. game yeah mm. sometimes this occurs by going into penitentiary sometimes that occurs by having a medical diagnosis or going through the process or going through a divorce or going through an interruption, and then if, if you just stay with it, you move through. You go through the, the dissolution of the cocoon period, and then you come out as a new butterfly having wings mm-hmm. and, and a set of things that you can see infrared. You can see ultraviolet, even though other people are like, what are you talking about? Because they think that all you can, you should be able to see is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Wow. But you can develop your capacity to be able to develop all that. That's really what the message is. And, um, you know, on behalf of both of us, we applaud you for having gone through what you've gone through and to pull in the team that you have. And to be able to start this conversation that a person that's going through what, whatever it is that they're going through, they may listen to this, hear this, they get touched, they get inspired that there is something out there, that there is an infrared and an
1: ultraviolet, <laughs> and they look for it. Yes.
2: Yeah. They yeah. look yeah. for it. The takeaway is really breakthroughs and less breakdowns. You know, Because really what we're doing, what you said, is trying to get through something and open up to the other side. But when you're in that darkness, it's hard to see it because yep. you're not there yet. And then when you get there, it's a lot easier because you could look back and go, wow, okay, yes. and learn from those. Mm-hmm. And really that's what that was today, is going back, being in it, looking back, and then learning from the experience and how beautiful it was. And
0: for you all out there that may be going through that, just know you have a couple examples here that have pushed through that other side to show you So we are
2: examples of what is possible I'm working every day to keep going I'm 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 fucked up but I love myself <laughs> I mean, like it, it everybody's not I mean like you know what I, it it leaves me so much more to keep like working toward better things you know as soon as I started to like not feel that I was in control of everything around me cuz I thought I you know what I mean cuz really within t- I just felt that was the world I lived in. And as soon as I figured out I was in control of nothing, it all started to kind of like, okay, and got easier because I didn't blame or do anything. It was just part of Mm. the universal law of life happening. And just let it happen.
0: Yeah. So you have absolute examples of what is possible. And if you find yourself in those states, in those places that Joey, found himself and then I found myself there are people out there for you there are people out there that are there to support you as you see yeah, I, I mean it doesn't get any better
2: so thank you guys be love yeah thank uh, you guys be so much love and love yourself this was honestly such a great day. I mean, I'm you know, I keep, because I keep. Look, I'm talking to you guys, and it looks. like, But I keep looking down, and I, this is what I keep seeing. So I keep, I keep thinking I'm just going. So I'm giggling in my head. I'm going through the whole thing. But what an amazing time, and what an amazing like this was great. So Good. thank you, Satnam. Thank you guys so much for showing up. Satnam, my pleasure. Satnam, wow. Don't worry, guys. We'll bring them back. We'll bring. Thank them you guys back. for joining us. The space between. We are out. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Cut.
1: Yes! <laughs> wow. I Thank love
0: you. you guys so much. <laughs>
2: oh oh, Great job. Yo, thanks, Rob. love <laughs> you. Just, what a
3: blessing. Oh, my God. And you. <laughs> oh, so I yeah, yeah my I feel oh, like I'm gonna see. I you, have I think my son, my other son
2: too. I want to bring. Him we in. need
0: to wash yeah. your car. <laughs> oh, no, no. We you. Wait, can we do?
3: Yeah. Can we take some
1: pictures with you
3: guys? Oh, that would be wonderful. Uh, I? I would love to get a photo of all of us. Yes.
4: yes. Um, hi, honey. I we just um, yeah, got like, with the podcast, and I'm heading home shortly. I'll call you from the car. Thanks.
3: Clearly you sent a signal to that orchid. Whoa. I don't know how you did <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs> what are the odds of an orchid catching fire? Spontaneous I, I don't know. That's, that's the mystery. spontaneous combustion going on there. My ex-wife
0: and, and, and my wife are very they're very oh. good friends now. My, oh. my 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 ex-wife actually works with us. Oh. Yeah, she she's mm-hmm. doing our uh, marketing and sponsoring and oh, stuff fantastic. like that. And she into this awakening and I'm getting ready to turn around to you now you have been absolutely like she loves you She Uh
1: oh yeah yeah,
0: I took her to agape my wife and I took her and her husband to I introduced her and her husband I kind of set them up oh wow and they've been married for a long time now but they had never gone to agape they they you know they were traditionally you know the traditional route path and she just started feeling like man, there's just something more, there's just something more, something more. We started dealing with, she started dealing with the vaccination stuff and she's like, this isn't right. She started dealing with other medical things and we turned her on to you. And mm. she is just like, why haven't you sent any pictures of him? Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's you. like, she wanted to come here today because she does work with us. Oh, uh, fantastic. You guys have some absolute fans out there. I am such a rock star fan of yours. You are a rock star, <laughs> you're such a rock such star. Rock star. star. Like, what? Thank you. Oh it's my really God, what you've
1: been through you and, oh, incredible.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I guess started. we'll get a couple pictures. Well, let me go okay. get Joey, and then we'll get cool. yeah. Yeah. Oh, where do you have
3: to go? I don't want
0: you to have to take an
3: Uber anywhere. Um, in Marina Del Rey. I got you. Really? Oh, you know, you're local? Oh, no, i staying with a friend you know of mine. What? I oh, see, where are you located? Where do I live? The state. Yeah. Um, Are you leaving San Diego, to right away? but I'm moving to Maui. Uh, Maui, got, got it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm moving to Maui. Good. Yeah. Beautiful place. I wanted to chat with him about San Diego. A,
1: okay. a lot of peace there, a lot of nature. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. You've been
4: there. Very beautiful. Can't wait. Yeah. Can Enjoy. Mm. Yeah. 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 And uh, the center is in San Diego. Is there a center? There is, there is no, no physical, physical center. Will there be one in Maui?
3: No, Joey? we're so not it's, it's planning yet example, to have so a, brick-and-mortar a brick-and-mortar mm-hmm. center mm-hmm. because uh, people are all over We have these experiences. Yeah. So we have local uh, groups Joel, I, I gotta air drop and, of course, professionals that live in their various states. We uh, want it to then be available everywhere. everywhere makes right. sense. That makes sense. sense. Yeah. So it's all online, our meetings.
0: Oh, my god. Our members come from all over. Uh,
3: fantastic. York, Texas, yeah. whatever. So, yeah. virtual, virtual board um, Yeah. But I brought you guys uh, a couple just shirts. So just like space
2: fantastic. between yeah. shirts to bring with you. Thank you. Oh, thank
1: yeah. you, Joey. 11-11, so, uh, Oh my God. Is, uh, oh, cool. we could talk. It? I, we could talk forever. I could. Yeah. Thank spend you. There no, are some hats too. I was just right. making sure that all
2: the
0: boxes. This hey, is wow. Laura Dr. Hadi. Oh, it's my ex-wife.
4: Hello. Hi Laura. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Great. Sorry sorry I missed you. Uh, maybe Me next too. next time we can we can meet and speak.
1: You. You're no.
4: out. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna leave you a love button. Oh yeah! <laughs> yes. Nice! He took Aww. it off his lapel, Aww. Laura. Aww. It's such a pleasure. I'm really proud of you, Laura.
0: There you go. My pleasure see you. Oh, it's a pleasure to I'm speak sure with you and you look for your you love button. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I have the love button, Laura. <laughs> <It> speak soon. <laughs> <up>. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, thank we'll, you. I'll wow. Call you want me to Yeah. Sweats, sweat, sweat, sweat. Okay. Well, Joey's around here, yeah. too. The staff's right here. Everybody's Laura. <laughs> Hi, Laura. Hello. All right. We'll We'll t- we'll call you back in a little bit.
3: So you, you, bye, bye. you have, obviously, you have a brick and mortar place here, yeah. right? Yeah. Clinic. Do you yeah. have a card? Or um, do you
4: have? You can take a picture of this. Okay.
1: Uh, if you, Linda. Like. Oh,
3: that's.
4: Chaturkobi. Okay. Hmm. How do you How do you know My girl's Iranian. Oh, fantastic. My girl and my best friend's Iranian. Oh, fantastic.
2: The girl, the girl that's moving in, with that she's moving into this place, she's already in. The girl, oh, Roxy. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, she owns. She owns a meditation place called Ceremony. In Venice. So this is the funny thing. So when this happened to me I started trying I had nowhere to go and so what happened was I I started smoking weed, right?